What's up, Mr. Mr. Crosby? Hey. <laughs> I saw that you did some little tricky, tricky shit with the mics over there, and you went middle, I, middle outside, outside. Is that, is that was your... just how my fingers worked. Okay. I don't know. I shouldn't have fucked with it because it's been a morning. <laughs> and, uh, I should have just stuck to the normalcy of normals. Yeah, what's, what's going you. on, man? It's like you're, Dude, you're, not, I'm just, you're not feeling your flow this morning. Oh, things got fucked. I don't know. We're a little late. Sorry. Yeah. I forgot Sunday some stuff. morning. Yeah, it's Sunday morning. and Is that what it, you can blame it on Sunday? Is that <laughs> yeah. what's going on? So I made a, okay, sidetrack before we introduce the guy sitting next to me other than Ike. So we had all this stuff mobile last week, right? It was all at the camp out. I yeah. brought it all back. I made a conscious effort to set it back up and blah, 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 blah. But I had taken the memory card out of our recorder uh, so I could edit it at home. And I forgot to bring it back. <laughs> so I made sure everything else was all right other than, you know, the whole part of recording. So It's all uh, right. I mean, we looked good for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. And we sounded fucking dope. I, you I, wouldn't know it, though. No, I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had a, we had a great conversation <laughs> while you were running home to get your memory card that you almost fucking destroyed when you came back. <laughs> yeah, the that's room. the other problem. It's like fucking putting it in. I almost broke it. <laughs> My bad. So hey, it's in. It's recording. I believe we'll find out. If this when... gets corrupted, then it was that is totally me. So fuck. No one will know but us three. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's not good though. We'll have a good time while we're while we're uh, talking in the thin air. Yeah, so welcome to Kyle and Like the Conversation. I realize we have never said it since like episode six, the title of this podcast. Really? Like we stopped I, saying it. But yeah. it sounded, I mean, the way when you just sounded like sounded, sounded cool, but it sounded foreign too. Like, yeah. fuck, we never say that shit. That sounds pretty good. We should say that more <laughs> often. <laughs> and with us joining the conversation, Mr. Dylan Handel. Hello, hello. Hey. What's up, Dylan? How hey, you doing, Dylan. brother? Top of the morning, everybody. Yeah. And by brother, that's literal in my world at least legally legal legal, legal. brother legal yeah. brother brother-in-law lucky me oh no <laughs> i know my family you sound lucky so fucking pumped <laughs> lucky me you married into it you know it oh uh, yeah won't have it any other way yeah man how's it going it's good i'm ready to chit chat <laughs> yeah well that's what we do we've been said some groundwork right okay you said <laughs> curious what you meant by this you said Fuck Elon Musk. <laughs> Before we really got going, what does fuck Elon Musk come from? Did you got some some Bitcoin out there? Oh, no, just no, getting no, no, crushed no, 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 or what? No, I was just joking, referencing the yep, 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 and the from the little skull oh, implant, the Neuralink, Neuralink, the Neuralink. Gotcha. That's all. I thought maybe no, you just so, lost some fucking serious money on Bitcoin. No, no I don't. I'm not investing in Bitcoin. I had. So Ford's coming out with a new electric truck. Oh, the Ford oh, Lightning, bro. Yeah. And so now I started looking at like this Rivian truck. Dude, that's like 75 grand is this Rivian electric truck. Mm -hmm. A brand I've never even heard of. Yeah. But I don't know. Now I'm really looking at electric vehicles. Like, yeah. These, these are kind of fucking cool. You think your dad, would, his next truck will be electric? Nah. He's a big Ford guy. He's a big Ford guy. He's He won't go electric. No way. No. I, I. I cannot see that happening unless there's serious like incentives. Mm -hmm. Do you know that I think that the the, the Ford trucks, electric trucks, they're gonna have to make it so they can fucking go a ways. They're gonna need to be able to put some miles on them. Yeah, because people people use them. You're hauling stuff with them. You're gonna drain that battery faster than you are a Tesla car riding on the highway. Yep. So uh, you're gonna or a Ford 
electric fusion. Does Ford have an electric car too? Don't they? Uh, the yeah, it's the Mach E Mustang. Mach oh, that's oh, okay. That's electric. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So well, so they took the Mustang nameplate and just made an electric four door, but they named it under Mustang. See, I think they're doing what what Dodge did, where Dodge went dodge and ram and then like separated out all their like stuff mm-hmm. i think ford's doing the same thing so now they have a bronco as a separate thing i think f-150 or their trucks are going to be a separate thing and now mustang is a separate thing i don't know if i like that yeah it's just it's just it's a ford bronco yeah yeah i mean but yeah but that's the marketing ploy gotcha just like a ram is a ram no it's a dodge well no it's a ram no it's a, it's it's a, a fucking dodge it's a fucking dodge, <laughs> it's a yeah. dodge. Oh, it's funny. Well, when so when Musk first came out with the Cybertruck, yeah, which you know, is ugly. It's 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 ugly. I ain't gonna lie. But the specs on it that he said of how it would perform was fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's like so. Yeah, after looking into the, I didn't look up too much of the Cybertruck, but the because Ford put out a bunch of specs on this F one fifty. Like it's actually legit. It's a it's an F one fifty. Yeah, and it'll calculate. So they put scales now in the bed. Mm-hmm. And you can so you can and a scale on the tongue so it'll it'll know how much payload there is and how much you're towing mm-hmm. and you dial that in and so if you're going up an incline it'll tell you how much of the battery it's going to drain so it'll actually adjust your range actively depending on your tow towing wow. and payload really yeah wow. so well, you, you kind of have, have to you kind of yeah, have, have to right yeah because you, otherwise you just a shot in the fucking if, dark. If you're fucking pulling a boat up a steep ass hill and halfway through the fucking hill, you're dead in the water. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean you're back a down problem. the hill then? <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking serious problem. So, but it'll, from what I understood, like if you type in your destination based on your GPS, it knows the roads and the inclines. And if you adjust everything, it'll tell you how far into that trip you can get. Wow. So that's wild. That's awesome. That's, that's yeah. the way it should be. Yeah. But just to, just to have the data points. For the for all the roads and all the yeah. the inclines, elevation changes the the uh, the steepness of the incline. What's mm-hmm. it? what is that? I think that's just incline. The grade, or grade, the grade, 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 yeah. yeah. To know the grade, it's um. I mean, you have to know it, but it's super impressive. It's super impressive. Yeah, and I'm sure that's main highways, right? Like, yeah, it's not, not back these roads. Well, I don't know. I mean, they, they sent them fucking Google cars everywhere. Yeah, they do. So and like, can they mapped all of it? I I'm a, I would assume they have sensors and shit in them to talk about grade and elevation and shit you ever see one of those google cars driving around yeah do you just stand Fucking in the front weird. yard giving them the finger take did, my I picture did, now I, I did not here's your street did you <laughs> no no i've seen some fucking people have found them followed them and done crazy shit really? in the google view cars yeah they'll like moon it or they'll like pretend to have a fist fight or one guy dressed up like a superhero you know, and it's like, so they just followed it, and then hopefully they get in the pictures. So then when they mm. do this, they follow where the street views are, and it was just like huh. they were in there. Yeah, I don't know how often they update that stuff. It's got to be f- relatively frequently because our house, we had a driveway poured. When we when we bought the house, it didn't have a, it just had a dirt driveway or whatever. And we had a driveway poured, and the street view now has this, the concrete on. That's crazy. Wow. That's I would think they wouldn't go around that often. Once I they, wouldn't either because that's been two years. Yeah, Within two years, so unless it was just timed out right, but mm. now Google Maps—if you do a satellite view on Google Maps, that's yeah. just like a live view, isn't it? I don't know if it's live or it's recent. It, it's though. recent though, like because mm. in the winter time, I was looking at places that still had green on the trees in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like they're taking photos, seasonally or something, yeah, annually. 
Now, fucking once that Starlink shit goes up, that's going to be live. Live yeah. 24-7, circling the globe, baby. Have you seen those satellites? We talked about it last two weeks uh, ago. No, I haven't. It's I've fucking, heard people talk about them, though. Fucking crazy, man. It's crazy. So do you guys invest? Do you guys into that investing at all? Not in Bitcoin. I have a 401k. Okay. I have, yeah, I have a 401k, but that, I don't invest in anything. That, that Bitcoin shit is, like, wild. It's I, crazy. I don't know. I don't like the Bitcoin. I don't really follow much about it, so... You know, I hear people investing in it. I feel like I'm throwing my money away if I invest into it. Yeah. It'd be, but my problem with cryptocurrency is there's multiple cryptocurrencies. Yeah. It's not like when you think, when I think cryptocurrency, I think of like gold. There's only one gold. Mm. And it should just be like gold, like the value can fluctuate, but I don't need to pick between gold and goldish and goldish. Well, but. <clears throat> could you could it be and i'm not i don't know this i'm just asking could it be that like it could be viewed as i mean there's a lot of different currencies in the world that's there's, true there's like fucking shitload of them. i thought crypto was supposed to be like a universal currency not not fluctuating based on i don't even remember the what. value of the dollar or right. whatever yeah the market so it's supposed to be like a universal currency right but how could it be when the value fluctuates so much it's like the every if anybody whoever takes crypto and I know there's places that do take Bitcoin and they take really? Ethereum oh yeah for payment, um, uh, Mark Cuban for Dallas Mavericks he'll take uh, uh, Dogecoin, yeah. Have you seen that one? It's a it was fucking, like a joke. Yeah, it was a meme. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, a it's a Shiba Shiba yeah, Inu. It's like Piper. Yeah, it, it's a it's, Shiba Inu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was a. You ever, you ever seen those memes? It was like the. The Shiba Inu, it was a dog, but they had these little thought bubbles all around it and words. And I shit. have seen them, yeah, 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 they, yep, yep. So these two fucking dudes thought it'd be funny to make a cryptocurrency based on the Doge meme. So they call it Dogecoin. <laughs> and then it was just fucking joke. And then all of a sudden yeah. everybody started buying it. Really? And so now Mark Cuban will take it for, because he owns the Dallas Mavericks. Right, yeah, I know. Yeah, he'll he'll take it for all of his merch. Of course, he's 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 hedging his bet. Like if right. he's, he's got he's got like three million Doge coins right now. So if if it goes up fifty cents, he's fucking bank. Yeah, super well. I mean, he's already wealthy, but then he's, so if you yeah, if you accept so if you accept crypto, I mean, it's essentially just a like it's a trading a stock. It's just giving someone a stock, so yeah. it could go up in value or down in value. Right, exactly. So it's a total gamble. Yeah, but when you got an, all that, when you got that oh, much yeah, money. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. So when I was living in L.A., um, I don't know if we talked about this. There was this woman that was, uh, she lived in the apartment complex um, that we lived in. Now, a different one that my friends lived in out there. But anyway, I met her through an apartment building. Um, her and her husband, and she had a couple kids there, and they were trying to do some acting for the kids. And um, she's like, you guys have to invest in Bitcoin. And this was back in 2017. And like, Mm, it's like it's like fake money what do you mean and like there's i don't get it like it does if it doesn't make sense to me and i didn't hardly have any money at the time anyway and uh she's like no bitcoin's where it's at trust me on this i'm like whatever and she's i'm like how much is it she's like it's only four thousand dollars a coin and i'm like four thousand dollars a coin. Right? <laughs> that's like that's like two that it, that's out there that's two months rent you know and it's like that's fucking crazy. For one coin. For one coin. I'm like, how does that even work? And she's like, well, you can use like half coins and quarter coins and this, that gets all decimals. And I'm like, ah, no, I don't understand it. And flash forward was like 
a month ago or two months ago, it was like $67,000 a coin. Yeah. So it's like, had I been like, oh man, give me an eighth of a coin or something, yeah. then 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 it's like, it, it'd be worth so much money right now. But it's fucking crazy. It's See, and so- that's my other problem is I don't like, I don't like an eighth of something. Like a coin is a coin. Yeah, but see, you don't hold it anyway. There's I, no, I know that, but I know what you mean. Like, if you're holding it, but then I don't know. There has to be a different measurement scale than coin because coin is a singular, singular thing. Well, you've got to measure in dollars. No, measure it in I don't know fucking size. Give me an eighth inch. I don't know. I, Give me a fucking quarter inch. <laughs> this is where I'm lost, and I <laughs> I don't follow the Bitcoin or anything. So it's it, there's just so much out there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's a good way to lose a lot of money. Yeah. Like, how do you, <laughs> how, how would trends. you pay for something with a Bitcoin or how? So it's all digital. So you got to buy. It was when you buy shit online. Okay. So like, if you got a you got a uh, Bitcoin wallet is what they call it. So you got this Bitcoin wallet, and then if you want to buy something from a company, let's just say Amazon takes Bitcoin. Okay. And you've got like one point three coins. So and you want to buy a bike for your kid, it would take like. Point zero five six coins for this bike. So then you would transfer point zero five six coins digitally to the person who's selling the bike, and then you get the bike and you'd be down point zero five six. Yeah. So and it just shows in your wallet how many you know if you got your one point three or whatever, mm-hmm. then you got that much less. So I mean, it keeps track of it like a bank account would, but it's just yeah. To Kyle's point, it's like it it's not tangible. You know, and right. one one day you're point zero five six. It might cost you like point one to get that bike the next day because Bitcoin tanks. You know, so it's just hmm. it's 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 a, interesting. But yeah. again, my problem with it is that it well, a it fluctuates. But I get that it fluctuates. But that there's just more than one, mm-hmm. which makes it then less. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's less real. It's less. It's. I know what you, yeah, I know what it's you mean. Not like, as, I like having like cash in my hand. No, not yeah. even you that. Know, like, but the fact that it could be Bitcoin or Dogecoin or you said like oh. Electrum or something like that. Ether, Ethereum. Ether, Ether, Ether. Like the fact that it's not just one thing and that it just seems more scammy versus if it was just Bitcoin and that was the only one, mm-hmm. you'd be like, okay, there's a legitimacy to this. Right. Well, yeah, because it's like everybody's everybody investing into the one. Right. So it's funny, the word one, I was watching a documentary with Stephanie a few nights ago, and it was a financial documentary, and it's, it's actually part of a series, and there was a, a cryptocurrency called OneCoin, and this and this woman was like heading it up, and she'd do these major conferences, and we're going to take OneCoin to the moon, it's going to be all this fucking shit, and she pumped it up, and people pumped like $4 billion into this OneCoin, right? And she's like, you know, we're, we're developing it, and we're going to get all this stuff, and, and then you're all going to get paid, Nobody got yeah, shit. Yeah, it seems like a scam. It was a total fucking scam. So, and it was called OneCoin. Hmm. And it was like, and it makes sense for people that are just like, I just want to focus on one fucking coin. So let's call it OneCoin. So nobody, you know, this is the one. But it was a total scam. So, I yeah. mean, it, with Bitcoin and Ethereum, and then there's uh, one called Litecoin, I think, and then Dogecoin, the only ones I know about. I'm sure there's more. Um, the two bigger ones are Bitcoin and Ethereum mm-hmm. that people are taking, like that they'll take sure, as payment. Sure, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if it's gonna if it's gonna become something, 
I feel like it's just going to, it has to downsize to one. Yeah. It feels like the lottery, the stock market does right now. They said like the number of people investing in the stock market today because of app, you've heard Robinhood app? No. I no? no. Robinhood app is like, so if you want to buy a Bitcoin, you couldn't, like I couldn't buy one because right now it's like $39,000 a coin. So I couldn't buy one. So that this Robinhood app, and there's a couple apps like it, you can buy fractions. Like if you had 50 bucks to invest, you could buy 50 bucks worth of Bitcoin and give you 0. 0.0000 whatever. Okay. So it, it allowed everybody in the world, even if you don't have a lot of money to invest. And so um, a lot of people got into it. And now like that, that part of the economy of, of the stock market has grown like 500% with these apps allow people to buy these fractions of uh, stocks. So it's, it's like way more people are in the stock market now mm-hmm. than ever. And I think there's like this, everybody's worried that there's this big danger. It's like everybody's playing the lottery and a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money. Sure. With Bitcoin. With, well, with what? <laughs> Bitcoin or AMC or GameStop, all that yeah, shit all that, that was Amazon. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All of it. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. Mutual funds that are tried and true, baby. That's right. That's where it's at. Long-term play. But you can't get rich, Kyle. Can't get rich on that shit when you're only uh, investing in mutual funds. Long-term play. <laughs> My Mutual funds have decent returns if you pick the right ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they, there's some of them that do great. I'm just yeah, fucking man. with you. 10 years, 10%, that's fucking where it's at. Yeah, that's solid money. That's it. That's where it's at. None of this... It's not exciting though, Kyle. Well, you can't watch it all. It day. gets exciting when it fucking tanks, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, well, you just stick with it. You call oh. that exciting? <laughs> well, I think it was Warren Buffett. Was it the 08 that crashed? Oh yeah, and he was supposed to, like his his portfolio was down like a billion dollars. Right? Everyone's like, "What do you? You lost so much money. How do you do it?" And he goes, "I didn't lose shit. I didn't cash out." Yeah, it's just the roller coaster, man. Yeah. You don't, you don't lose unless you sell. You don't lose until you sell it. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't make money until you sell it. Yeah. So just yeah. hold on. Who gets all ready. the taxes on that shit? When people like sell their GameStop stock, when they made millions, the government, government's cleaning house on those people that are selling it. Fuck yeah, dude. What is capital gains tax? I don't know. 20, 25 fucking lot. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. Say you made a couple million dollars when GameStop went out or went yeah. through the moon. Yeah. It's a lot of money. You get taxed on everything. I'm not anti-tax. I get why there's tax, but there was an interesting, I think it was a meme or just a chart, and it was like, okay, it's literally everything, dude. Yeah. Tax when you make money. Tax when you spend your money. Mm-hmm. Tax when you live in a certain spot. Tax when you die. Tax when yeah. you die. Yeah. Tax your family for when you die and tax you gave when, them stuff. Tax when you're born. <laughs> it's like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking... Tax when you drive. Tax when you fucking everything. So how long have either one of you had a 401k when did you start when did you start uh i didn't start i started never started working here it's almost seven years ago okay all right so that was the first time i invested whoa seven years ago you were what 26 yeah somewhere in there yeah um i started 401k when i was in my early 20s um and uh, it wasn't much. It was more like I started a, a college 401k for my kids. Um, and then uh, 
it was one of those things that I had put some money into and I totally forgot about it. Right. And then I had bounced around to some different jobs and shit. And, um, and then when, uh, uh, I went to work in Baraboo when I first moved here, that was in 99. So still in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I went to work for a printing company here in town, R.R. Donnelly, or was Perry Judd's back then. Um, then I had a 401k there, and it was like they did a 3% match and all that, so I got into that right away. Yep. But then I got divorced, and I'm just like, Was it then? Or? All of it. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Well, so got divorced, so then we split it, what was left, and then legal bills, and then trying to find a house, and then... Then I had to take a vacation and blow off some steam. Yeah. It went pretty quick. It went really <laughs> fast. It went really fast. It was an unfortunate thing. And so so then ever since then, um, i just been trying to like, I got into the stock market a little bit, trying to figure out where it's at. But I haven't had like that. So here's the trick, right? I always feel like I don't have enough money to put in for a 401k. But back then, I had the money because I didn't know I had it. Cause it came out right away in my paycheck. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of it. Right. You know? So it's like when you're self-employed, you have to be the one that takes it out of your paycheck and put it away. And when I'm, so it's, it's hard for me to do. It's like, Oh yeah. But now that my company, we were talking earlier, um, my company's doing better now. Good. So it's yeah. like, it's easier. It's easier for me to envision that. So I got some stuff set up with my financial advisor guy and he's going to, going to set up a 401k because yeah i'm 43 years old i should have some savings yeah. and i ain't got yeah. shit right now yeah when when i started here they offered a three percent match as well so mm-hmm. i just started at three percent because you got to take advantage of that full match man it's right oh yeah it's free money it's part of your fucking package all right yeah yeah i didn't start take- the 401k until i was about 30 because like yeah. ike i was in my 20s i didn't feel like i made enough money mm-hmm. to put into the 401k but, you know, I got about 25. I'm like, hmm. I started thinking more about it. And then got closer to 30. And I think that's when I met Jamie. Oh, sure. And she kind of pushed me for it. So You're a wise 25-year-old to be thinking about that. I mean, yeah. did you have anybody in your life when you were younger to, like, tell you, hey, man? Well, I, I guess I did. But I didn't really listen. You know, I was like, uh-huh. oh, whatever. I'll, I'll was work. that, like, in school or was it a family member? Or? Family. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's. It's hard when it's like family members, because it's like when I, I think about when I was a kid, my dad told me shit. I'm like, whatever. I'm gonna listen to that shit. Yeah. But right. if like somebody came from the outside, and like, it was easier to listen, you know. Yeah. It, you get it was, a different perspective. Yeah, and like I listen to my dad all the time, or my family all the like I talk to them or all the time, listen. or yeah. don't. Yeah, <laughs> I ignore. I, I'm used to ignoring them. Yeah. You know, someone else is trying to come and help me out. It's like, why are you trying to help me? I didn't do nothing for you, right, you know? Right. So it means something more. You know, it's like a psychological trick. Yeah. yeah. So I uh I have two retirement accounts. So I have my Jeez. work well, I have my work one, which is the match, the three percent, and then last well, the, just this year, so January, I was like, Okay, yeah, this is we're not going at a fast enough pace that I can fund retirement. Mm. So I opened up a Roth, which is you pay the taxes like yeah, regular income in it, but then you have to pay taxes when you pull when it. you pull it. So now I do like seven percent. Nice, that. bro. The, the Roth is that like a simple IRA or it's a it's a Roth IRA. Oh, okay, all um, right. So the simple IRA, there's so many, and that's so a that's tricky. There's a lot tricky, of them, right? Like yeah, I don't know what simple versus. I know traditional. I know Roth. 
So my my account, my financial guy's like, you need to do a simple IRA. Because what I want to do eventually is I want to offer a retirement for my employees too, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of rare for my kind of business. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, I don't know. Fuck, man. I just want my people to be happy as shit, and I don't want them to leave. And if I feel like if I take care of them, then they're going to stick around. And so it's like, I'm going to do everything I can to to make it good for them. Mm. And he's like, do a simple because you can involve you, you can involve them. Then if you hire your kids, you can put your kids on there. There's some tricky shits you can do with sure. that stuff. Sure. Yeah. How many employees do you have? Right now I've got two full-time and two part-time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I have a total of 10% going into retirement right now, which I feel is like a good amount. It's not like we can, to your point, like we're already tight. We can't, afford it maybe mm-hmm. but i feel like i would rather struggle with two hundred dollars less a month right now yeah then in the for end. the long-term gains of having well, retirement yeah and it's like if you do 10 percent, doing it ahead of time i think is just you don't even know right right it's like you know if cognitively if you think about it the money is going somewhere but if you if you and you're really good at this if you set your budget to mm-hmm. be ten percent less, it's a line item in my budget. Then it's done, and then you like all the all the numbers add up, and you're like, okay, well that that, that money doesn't even exist. It's, that, it's not real, you know. It's it's, it's, it's real. It's just allocated. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> in, in my in my brain, I've just had, I would have to say it doesn't exist. It's like gone. Yeah. Yeah. Poof. My wife's trick does something, or my wife's trick. My wife's work. <laughs> what, what kind? <laughs> what, what kind? Of, what kind of tricks? Have we, Kyle. No. So I didn't realize. So her trouble. work is kind of. I never realized you could do this. They only match fifty percent of what you put in up to three percent. Oh, I think you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So I, but so she was putting in three percent for the longest time, which meant she only got a. She was only getting a one and a half percent match. So she was forced to put in six percent. Just to get that full three percent match, which I think is kind of shitty. Yeah, frankly. Yeah, it's everybody's got their own way of doing it. You know, well, the business she works for is based out of Illinois. Are they is really? It, is it a yeah. corporation? Like a yeah, it's basically a group that bought out a bunch of vet clinics, and now they all collectively own these clinics around the fucking. Country. That fucks things up so bad when corporate comes in and and buys out. Like you got like a bunch of shareholders or whatever, and they buy a group. See, I don't know if they have shareholders. Um, or if it's just like these ten dudes that were already rich. Well, they're shareholders. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, pooled their money and then started buying a bunch of things to make some more money. So yeah, and then they nickel and dime the fuck out of everybody who like. When I worked at Donnelly, they did that. Um, a company called well, first I w- it was Perry Judd's. R. R. Donnelly bought it. They came in, and uh, it was like instantly they're like, okay, you guys are getting one less guy per press. Because you guys can do it without that guy, and then you're going to do less maintenance, and it was all these things trying to nickel and dime everything. Then our insurance went up. They took away our 401k, and then they took away our pension and gave back our 401k to make us feel better about it. But then they took away the 401k again. Jesus. So it's like it was. And it's like they're just like they're making fucking millions. Yeah. And and everybody that works for them, who's making them the millions, is getting fucking buried. Yeah, you know because now you don't have four hundred one k, now you don't have ten, pension. Your your insurance is double what it was before. I had a buddy of mine who was working there. His insurance was almost fourteen thousand dollars a year. Oh that's yeah, insane. It's like that's exactly why we don't use my wife's works insurance because it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. It's like what's the fucking point? Yeah. Well, 
I think employers need to realize like employees recognize the the benefits as part of the job. Meaning if you like it's a, it's an entire package, right? Yeah. If, if I'm going to willingly make X dollars a year, it's probably with the understanding that these benefits are in place because you told me they were in place. So if you now cut those benefits, you're essentially cutting my salary by whatever that dollar right. amount yeah. is. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's an, it's an entire package for sure. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. it's not there, there's employers that will make it there. Well, here's a, here's a food for thought. You know, you hear that, that we might not have a retirement by, let's say we Oh, get, social security you mean? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Social security by mm-hmm. the time we need it. Like, well, I, yeah. Why would they take that away or how would that happen? If they take away social security? Yeah. Cause I, I've heard that, you know, through the years yeah. of them, I think we may not even have it by that time. Yeah. With, with the way our government's being going ignorant here and just going off of what I've talked to financial people about as well is it's not like it's losing money. It's hemorrhaging money, but it's never going to go away. The government won't let it go away. No. Essentially what they're going to do is keep lowering the benefits and keep extending eligibility age yeah your retirement age is going to get older yeah Yeah. you're not going to be able to use social security until you're 80 and then you're going to get 60 percent of what people are getting today that's how they're going to make it work yeah it's like it's social security is like a it's a political tool now it's like people do use that what's gonna you're never going to see it you're never going to see it to scare you Uh you know i think i think the politicians use it to scare people into voting a certain way too well okay yeah well, hey, I think all politicians use fear as a tool. Oh, fuck Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how they I'm get not, I'm not even talking about a specific group. No, no, you're I'm right. Just, I'm I just, just think, saying it's a tool. I think they use fear as a tool, but I think there is certainly a problem with its current well, trends. Well, yeah, and especially now, like we're what they we're in a we're moving into a negative population cycle for the first time ever. So Less and less babies are being born. Meaning and pe- less and less people are putting into it. Right. And people are getting, and people are, are medical, is, uh, medical technology and science, people are living, well, they said our, actually our life expectancy went down a year this last oh, really? year, but I think wow. that was because of COVID. Sure. Um, but like people are living longer. Yep. You know, so they're on social security longer, they're retired longer. And so it's like, there's less new money going into social security and more people tapping into it. So to your point of it going away and to your point, I think, uh, I think it's getting worse. It's going to yeah. be less. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Again, I like if, if no one did anything, sure. It would quote run out of money, but mm-hmm. I think they'll do something to keep it around. It'll just not be as if it'd be like the postal service. So it's going to be like, it's a government run program that they just keep. Well, like, I don't know if you know this, but we can just print money now. So everyone will be fine. Yeah, well, this is how the world works these days, this brother. Is. That's the other thing. Social Security is by the time you retire, fuck, yeah. the value of the dollar is going to be. That's the strange <laughs> part. So the Fed keeps saying that the um, the inflation, it, like this is only temporary inflation. Yeah, that it's gonna And it's going to even back out. And it's like at first I'm like, okay, fine. If it's temporary, like I'm not going to stress about it. But it sure seems like this shit's not going to be temporary. In four months we spent, what was the? What was the stat? Like a third of all dollars ever created in the U.S. economy in four months. Like over the course of the United States, all the money that's ever been generated, we spent a third of that in four months. That's what that's the stimulus lot. packages? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All yeah, these okay. packages, yeah. 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 If you don't... I, look, I'm not saying it wasn't worth it. I'm not saying people didn't need it, although there was a lot of excess. If you can't tell me there was an excess... Dude... 
There's Go a lot ahead. Of I want to talk a, about something. Go ahead. There's a lot of excess money that was put out there, mm-hmm. and a lot of people riding systems. Yep. It is going to cause the value of the dollar to decrease. That's just a fact. There's just, yeah, everybody's out there spending more money. And if you're spending more money, then and people feel like they got money to burn in their pockets, then the price of the shit's going to go up because it's going to be more demand. And on top of that, there's less workers, and so we can't get the shit into our stores as easy. So it's all fucking... Oh, supply and demand is everything. Yeah, Look it's, at, I mean, it's fucked. Look at lumber. Exactly. Look yeah. at lumber and steel. Look at cars are going to go up. Cars are already going they, up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They Used have cars. Been. They always Jesus. go up. All cars. Yeah, man. Always. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I remember when I was looking at my looking at trucks, I was looking um, outside the local Ford dealer here. There was a nice F-250 sitting up there. Wasn't even something crazy special. It was like 70 grand. Yeah, man. And it's like, how basic fuck? model probably. Yeah, that was a that maybe, was maybe a step that up. was how much my first house was. Yeah, and I'm not even that old. I'm not even that old guy. Going, my first house was four thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> fucking seventy grand for a truck is insane. Yeah, dude. So, how much is a dollar worth then? You know, here's the weird part though. You can still buy a bottle of water for like seventy nine cents, mm-hmm. but then these really high ticket items are going way up. So why does that work that way? Why does it work that like you go to the grocery store, candy bar's still a dollar forty nine, you know, but but a house that used to be two hundred thousand like eight months ago is now three hundred thousand. Well that's supply and demand. Houses are scarcer. Right. Big I ticket know, but, items are scarcer. But like so in, I'm just inflation saying, should I'm just, cover it, everything though, right? Well, yeah, but inflation isn't instantaneous. So long term, I bet that that dollar that water bottle goes up. Sure. Well, it just hasn't to your candy bar. You know, you said a dollar forty nine now. It used to be, I remember, like a dollar. Well, yeah, well, it's know, more, because a quarter. Used to be, yeah, it used to be seventy five yeah. cents. Yeah, or 50 same cents. with a, a a soda can. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. You get them but, out of the vending machine, yeah. fifty cents or a quarter, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But now they're like so, 80, 80 cents for a can if you want to buy a well, single one. If you're lucky, man. Yeah. If yeah. you're lucky, go to go to an airport. It's yeah. Like four dollars. Oh oh. Here's here's the prediction from a non financial guy. The stuff that is pure supply and demand right now, i.e. lumber, cars, houses, oh, yeah. steel, you're seeing giant prices right now. That's that's supply and demand pricing. Yep. The the inflation is more longer term. So when prices stabilize, you're going to pay less for lumber than you are paying right now, but it's going to be higher than what you were paying before. Right. And so when that kind of stabilizes, that's when I think everything else is going to just go up. That's very, that's very astute, Kyle. I, I agree with you on it's that. It's no different than... Um, McDonald's. I don't go to McDonald's often. It used to be you can get two for two, two cheeseburgers or McChickens for two bucks. Now I got to pay two fifty, and that's going to go up too. Everything's going to go up. Yeah, that shit. That should have never. I mean, what do you? What do they got to put in that shit to make it two for two? Oh fuck! I, I mean, know. Jesus, are you serious? Soy and like, fucking chemical. A, a one dollar cheeseburger. That's, yeah, I know. That's like scary, man. So, so I, I, I just, found this website. I just think, in general, I think everything's going to go up is my point. Yeah. I found this website, um, and it documented all of the, you know, about the PPP loans everybody was yep. getting. So it documented the PPP fraud. It's fucking astronomical. Yeah, dude. There was like, there was this, this dude, he created 300 companies and, and got like $14 million worth of PPP loans oh for companies gosh. that didn't even exist. Yeah. Like... This, um, it was in New Jersey and there was these people in this little town in New Jersey that lived like on the, on the coast 
and and they were getting letters from the PPP because those were the addresses he was using, saying that they were farms, like cattle farms and soybean farms and all, but on on the New Jersey coast, and so um, like one of them was like the mayor of this town. It's like you got this much PPP and this, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. but it wasn't his name; it was somebody else's name, but it, he used that address. And uh, this guy raked in $14 million off of the PPP loans. I mean, it had to take a lot of work because if you file for a PPP, you have to do back taxes. It was like a lot of paperwork. But the forgiveness part of it was super easy. Yeah. Super easy. And so, if if where is he? Probably sitting on a beach in Puerto Rico right now. I got his own beach. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean. Like, people take advantage of this shit. And then we overspend and we overdeliver. When they, I think the three of us having kids can agree that the schools need more funding. Oh my god, yeah, huge! Yeah. But when they passed the third stimulus and gave schools even more money, all the stimulus from the second stuff hadn't even been spent. There was hundreds of million dollars that were unallocated or unspent from schools, mm-hmm. and then they gave them more money on top of that. So if you you have people taking advantage of the system, raking in cash, you have people getting money that they haven't even been able to spend yet. And yep. then we're going to give them more money. And you just combine all that in such a short time. Yeah, fucking value yeah. drops. How do you do it, though, to, to um, how, like, I don't, I don't know how, how, I wouldn't know how to fucking do it. You'd have to have, the like, the best fucking team of minds ever to move that kind of money quickly to the right people yeah. that need it. I mean, the first stimulus when it came out, it was like they needed to hurry, and they've been dragging their fucking feet forever. It took so long for it yep. to come out that by yeah. the time it did come out, they knew, we need to do this now. So there was it was kind of willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. The second one, it was like should have been fucking surgical. Yeah. Like should have been. Done deal. It should have been. Well, just like well, we it, know exactly who needs it. We're going we're gonna to vet people really fucking well. And it's like, and there's manpower involved and all that, and bureaucracy and i think that's where most of the shit i think slowed so. down is bureaucracy that yeah and then you get into the just the ineffectiveness of certain people or the corruptness of certain people was it you and i that were talking about the homelessness thing in california yeah yeah yeah. and they spent they've spent like billions billions of dollars to solve homelessness in california like they could have given every person every homeless person in california a fucking house and an annual salary for how much they spent yeah. And it's been ineffective completely. Like hundreds of millions of it has just gone to companies or people. Yeah. It, like, it got corrupted. Yeah. Super, it got corrupt. super corrupted. Yeah. It was just, there was like, it was like the, uh, the wife of the governor or some shit where she got allocated. I don't know, like 14 million. I'm going to use the word 14 again. Cause it sounds good. She, <laughs> <laughs> she got like $14 million and then um, to, like, go towards the special program she was using. And then when it came time to get out of this, she's like, yeah, I don't know where that went. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean you don't know where 14 fucking million dollars went? She's like, well, we had it, but now it's not here. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? How did it just go? They just, and they just wrote it off. Yeah, dude. Uh. They just wrote it off. It's like, wait a minute. She bought fucking houses in Jamaica or some shit with that. See, the stupid shit about our government both sides shit like that flies or it gets brushed over yet they'll spend hours and hours and they'll fucking pressure and pressure someone whose back owes 10 grand in taxes right yo 10 grand in taxes we're gonna fucking destroy your life but you lose 14 million dollars okay 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like how fucked up is that? Super fucked up. I, I do I do like so um the new administration is trying to get they're trying to put seven hundred seven hundred million dollars into this new um new uh IRS agent reform thing where they're gonna go after um people who are dodging taxes with like offshore shit. Mm-hmm. And they figure with the seven hundred million, they're gonna make like five point six billion in in, in lost back taxes, taxes because people have they aren't paying their taxes. Mm. So that's not us. They're going right. after right. you know. So I fucking hope that that's where that energy goes because you're right. The fucking people who owe a couple grand. I mean, and the funny part is, is that if I like, I I got into a spot. Um, through some weird shit with a divorce where I owed like eight grand. Okay. And it, w- it wasn't like because I wasn't paying it. It was a, Just, it, was, it was a sure. fucking, it was a deal. But I was so fucking scared. I was mm-hmm. so worried. I was stressed like nobody else. I instantly give me a payment plan. I'm going to get this paid off. And as much as I possibly can, I don't want to be on the bad side because I don't have million dollar no, lawyers. No, you don't fuck right. with the IRS. Yeah. No. Well, as unless a, unless you have million a, dollar lawyers as a middle middle but to lower don't. class yeah, exactly. individual, you don't fucking mess with the IRS. Yeah. No, because they'll bury you. Yeah, you know, and it's like I think they kind of like it. I think that oh, it's, it's just, just there's some twisted about it. I think yeah. I guess that's the image they want us to have anyway. I get it, man. Fear fucking sells. Oh yeah, fear man. drives people to do shit. Fuck. We've been sitting here bullshitting for how long? We haven't talked to the fucking <laughs> who, Dylan. Yeah. What, oh. Who the fuck are you, man? <laughs> What's up? Well. So let's, you're my brother-in-law. Sorry about we that. We got that no, covered. Yeah. Got that covered. Yeah. So let's give us a little give us a little background. Who Dylan is? Well, uh, let's see here. I was adopted when I was 11 months old from the Philippines. So I don't know a lot about the Philippines, but I'd love to go back someday. And uh, I was born when I was adopted. I was born with uh, a left cleft palate. So I had a lot of uh, surgery, I think like 10, before before I was 18. So um, with that being said, I I feel like I grew up with uh, self-identity issues. It kind of took me a long long time to figure out who I am as a person. I feel like I didn't really fit in, in in high school, but I did fit in at the same time. I don't know. It's just weird. Weird feeling. Um, but I have three sisters, a brother. Um, my two youngest sisters are also adopted from the Philippines. But So they're adopted sisters, not biological sisters? Correct. Okay. Yeah, but they're twin sisters. Okay. Both, okay. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time talking about myself, so. No, it's all good, man. Um, it's all good. So if you have any questions, That's why we did this podcast, yeah, so I yeah. can talk about himself. And yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Trust me, I've just been talking about this with my So you're Filipino. Wife. Yep, yep. Let me talk about myself. And straight Filipino, yeah. When you were adopted straight to Wisconsin? Yep. All right. Yeah. So um, when you were, you were 11 months old when you got adopted? Correct. And so were you in, like... Were you in a foster care agency or how did that, how did that all work out? So from my understanding is my biological parents could not afford all their surgery. So they gave me up for adoption. Um, and my mom and dad now, my mom is, or she was 
a nurse at the UW hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I don't, I don't know if my mom now knew my biological mom. I don't know. Okay. If that is true or not. Cause she's made international trips, right? Yeah. She, she and my aunt came over and got me. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't know if I had all my surgery, uh, not all of them, but I had a few surgeries over there, I think. And then when I came over here, as I was growing up, I had mm-hmm. more surgeries, but, um, cause you haven't been, you've never, you haven't been back since. No, we, uh, we wanted to go back 2011, but that's when the whole 9-11 started. So yeah, we were like, oh, that was 2001. Oh, <laughs> my bad. 2001. Yeah, that's when it all started. So we didn't want to travel at that time. Because you would have been, how old at that time? Like 16, uh, 15, 17? See, I was born in 85, so... 16. 16, yeah. 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 Um Sorry, yeah, was, I'm talking like I know this guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that was that was a weird time to I I wouldn't even have thought about like how hard it would have been to travel overseas at that point in time was when that went down. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like Well, not only difficult just because of everyone's fucking scared, but personally I'd be fucking scared. Yeah. yeah I, w- I, I was scared, I'm sure. Yeah, to get on an airplane or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And that yeah. and that's basically what Scared us away from going. Is we don't want to be in that situation. Yeah, sure. no shit. <laughs> no. I, I guess. That, I don't want a side tangent. No, you're fine. Yeah, you always side tangent. That's what we do. Go ahead. Go, bro. What? I don't remember. I was young at this time. Ike, maybe you remember. Oh. I. What are you saying? I'm saying <laughs> when 9/11 happened. Yeah. That clearly shifted a stereotype of certain cultures. Oh yeah, mm. the Muslim culture for yeah. sure. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So was that already there prior to that? Or did the actions of a few then impart biases and stereotypes for an entire nation? Well, see, I think... That's what I don't... That's what I'm asking. I, I think, think this... Go ahead. I think it's been a long time. It's just um, that day it, it excelled, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the stereotype and the, and the bias was already there. Because I think that's just what, unfortunately, we've got this fucking weird sh- mentality here. Like, if you're different, then then you're you're less than somehow, you know. And so it's like even now when you look at like the Asian Americans and they're getting they're getting hate crime and they're getting you know uh, discriminated against because of what's going on with with uh, with China and and and, mm-hmm. and the coronavirus and all of that. It's like it's like. Assholes are opportunists. Yeah. So, like, they're quiet assholes until there's a whole fucking bunch of them that can be loud about it, and then they get loud. Mm-hmm. So I think it was already there, but I think it definitely got worse, like, way fucking worse. I, Dude, where I grew up, like, so I remember when the Iraq War started and, um, like, Desert Storm and shit, and I remember, uh, like, the shit that as high school kids would get passed around about Iraqis, mm. you know, and comics and terrible fucking shit. Like, I, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, like, back in the day, like, that was normal to me because that's what everybody yeah. was doing, yeah. you know? And it was just, like, terrible fucking shit. And it, it, it would get passed all over the place. So um, so I think, like, there's always an undercurrent of the of that, like, 
basic racism. Yeah. But there's always, but uh, it's like when, when the whole, when there's spotlight on it as a, on a countrywide level, then all of a sudden it just gets fucking amplified, you know? So I think that's what happened with the Iraq war. I think that's what happened with nine 11 who happened with, I mean, look what we did to the Japanese when, when Pearl Harbor got bombed and we put them in fucking internment camps. Yeah. I mean, and we said it was to protect them because they were getting fucking beat up and murdered and, and by Americans, you know, and it was like, it's just fucking, they're just people, people so there's a lot of assholes out there, and I, man. You oh, know, yeah. with this whole, I don't know if you guys have been watching the news, but Israel and that. that oh, and, and Gaza that's, Strip. And that's getting to, like, the Jewish people, too, mm-hmm. now, you know, I've seen... People, I think it was New York. Yeah, firebombed or yeah. Molotov. Yeah, it's like, I didn't see that. Yeah, dude. And then you see people beating up Jewish people in, like I said, New York. And it's like, for what reason? Because of what's going on in Israel or yeah. wherever, you know? It's, I, yeah, it's, I, I think it's assholes taking an opportunity to, like, fucking be assholes. Well, there's clearly some cultural hate on an international level. And yeah. It's, yeah. I don't want to get into it politics (laughs) well it's yeah i mean but if if you just focus on what happens in the states you know and and how how the how international affairs affect how we treat one another because we're total fucking melting pot here yeah yeah Yeah. we are total melting pot but it's just interesting how what am i trying to say it's like in the name of certain things we're willing to destroy other things yeah for instance anti-asian hate right anti Mm -hmm. or asian racism so prevalent, everyone wants to talk about it, yet at the same time, there's universities that are purposely not admitting Asian people because they feel like they're too Asian. Be- their university is because too many Asian people are getting into the university. Oh. And so they're trying to promote diversity. So by doing diversity, they're accepting less qualified students to l- and not accepting Asian students. Like, that's fucked up too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so is. I just... We're such a melting pot, but then we're and we're so willing to jump on certain boards or certain um, or take certain stances, but then ignore or unintentionally hurt other people at the same time. Well, because it's so fucking complicated. Yeah, like the, I think the problem is is that there's no right fucking answer. Like at, at the end of the day. Somebody's gonna get offended. Somebody's gonna oh, get yeah. hurt. Oh yeah. Somebody's yeah. gonna. We're get... in a culture where everyone gets fucking right. offended. Right. But and then so... they hide behind their phones. Right. Well, that's that's a whole different fucking yeah. ball game right there. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It's it's mm. and so, what's that? Trying to find the right way to do something to like make people feel included, honor everybody else's cultures while we're honoring this culture and then we're honoring the system and then we're honoring the rules and we're honoring the law. Like you got laws on the books that were written in the fucking 1800s when slavery was still enacted. And it's like all these different things that we're dealing with at the same fucking time. It's, it's fucking maddening. Like how are you supposed to get shit done ever? You know, we're complex uh, man. Well, yeah. (laughs) Or you just turn into a communist country like China. Yeah. And like, for what it's for what it's worth, not I'm not saying communism is good, but when they want to do something, they just fucking do, do it. it. <laughs> like yeah. it's 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 fucking insane. They get shit done. They mm-hmm. they get shit done. Like I watched this a time lapse video. They were they um there was a tunnel that was on this big fucking roadway, right? And it collapsed. 
And so they had to, they had to rebuild it. It was like old. So these fucking guys, it was like in a, in like four days, they built like a thousand foot long tunnel Damn. and all the blacktop, mm. everything was done in four days. And it's like, they calculated out what that would take to do in the States. And it was like 1.5 years yeah. to build that same fucking tunnel. They built in four fucking days. Bro, but, we can't even but, keep a road from fucking bumping up. We yeah. have to redo it every it's like every years. after every winter. It yeah. seems like yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's insane. But if they don't get out there and well, build, build that fucking tunnel, they're gonna get sent to some camp or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah. You know? Have you seen? So you the, outweigh your options, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> have you seen the the military ad comparison from oh Russia to, to yeah. U.S. Dude, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Like, I want to preface this. Anyone should join the military that wants to serve. But at the end of the day, you joining the military should be based on the fact that you want to serve. Like, I don't give a shit about anything else. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's an ad, and it's these Russian soldiers, and they're shaving this dude's head, and they're doing push-ups, and this guy's ripped, and they're fucking training. And it, frankly, looks pretty badass. Yeah, oh, super like, fucking I wouldn't badass. fuck with that. <laughs> and then the U.S. one is uh, a woman and it's a cartoon. It's a it cartoon. Yeah, it's like a cartoon about how she grew up with two moms. Great. Yeah. And uh, she's strong now, and she's climbing over a wall. And uh, yeah, she, she's in the army now. She, the army's diverse. Yeah. And it's like oh, that's two different messages. Like I'm cool if our army's diverse, but at the end of the day, like I need our army to fucking be badass, right? And I need them to right. get shit done. Yeah. If it's diverse at the same time, beautiful that it should be. Mm-hmm. But at the same well, time. Well, yeah, yeah, so they're they're tapping into a whole different part of a being. Yeah. You know, they're and I'm just if I'm just thinking though, if if I'm a different country, I'm like Yeah. Laughing at us? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's the priority of us right now is diversity and inclusion. Well, what we feel. That's the what, thing. what do we feel? No, we yeah, we feel like everything we do we base on how we feel now. And and like we don't we don't do things based on like what needs to get fucking done. Yeah. And so I agree. I, I watched it too. And it was like, so I'm, I'm a pretty fucking, I'm center left leaning yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I like, I appreciate the inclusiveness and appreciate that stuff. But it's like at the same time, it's like, God, you know, it's like, if we're going to, someone's going to fight us or we got to go fight somebody else. I want some bad motherfuckers Fucker. out there fucking people up because like, someone's <laughs> going to fuck us up. Like, oh, I yeah. feel like instead of being forefront and like, the pride of the military, it should just be a byproduct. Oh, sure. And and I feel like that's where the confusion is for me is like, yeah, okay. Like, I remember when it used to be like dudes fucking, and women, soldiers. Let me just say this. Commercials used to be soldiers in fucking blacked out night vision, mm-hmm. stealth oh, mode, yeah. awesome yeah. things. And you're like, you can be part of this. Right. Yeah. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Be all you can be. Yeah. And now yeah. it's like, well, it, do they still have that saying? Be all you can be. Yeah, in, I don't in the I'm army. Sure, they do. They? Yeah, and I'm I don't sure see it yeah. as much. Yeah. Well, that. So we were talking about this. Dylan and I were talking about this before you got here. How like people are a little softer now. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. and it's cool. like so. How do you how do you appeal to somebody now compared to how you appeal to somebody before? How people appeal to people in Russia? In Russia, they're not soft. The motherfuckers are hardcore. Hard like yeah. to, just to live there. In their climate, you got to be hard. It's like living in Alaska. You got to be hardcore to be living there. Like, you, and then they're appealing to their like masculine 
we're going to fight, we're going to win, we're going to defend, we're going to be strong, we're going to show that we're powerful. And, and that's, not, that's not the generation coming up in the, in the United States. We're not showing off our power. Mm-hmm. We're showing off our feelings and our inclusivity. And, and like we're, we're way more passive. You know, it's like we, we don't fight anymore. We drop bombs on people from drones True. from 20,000 feet. You know, and so it's like, it's a, it's, but at the same time, if you're a person, I can't imagine what it feel like. So if you're a person running, flying a drone and you've got a screen in front of you, right. And you're looking at the screen and you've got your little fucking box on the screen that shows what your target is. And you see people mm-hmm. running around on this target and you're the one that's got to hit the fucking button. You're still murdering people. It's still on you. You hit the button. Yeah. So every time someone's flying a drone and they hit a button, and they see fucking people disappear. Mm-hmm. That's heavy shit. Oh, yeah. When you go into that, you got to think about, I'm still doing the fucking hard thing, you know? And so it's like you need hard people to do that. Yeah. Because it's like. I agree. I'm going to fight back against your phrasing of murder, but I'm going to, I agree. I don't think if you're in the military, it's considered murder if you fucking execute a mission. No. Okay, so here's the thing. It's not considered murder, but there's always casualties that, not always, but often there are casualties, and when they're dropping those drone strikes, sure, they're not they're not killing just the one fucking dude that they're trying to kill. No. Who's ever in its path. Yeah. It's, mean, it's, but I, it, all it I'm saying is the phrasing of murder. Like, okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't label anyone in our military as murderers. Right. Okay, right. that's yeah. fair. That's fair. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I, I'll, you're I'll, killing people. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you're, yeah. yeah you're eliminating people. Yeah, you know, lim- eliminating targets, and and there are casualties, but it's like, yeah, well, murder has intent, right? You're intending to kill right. to kill somebody that, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's. I know what you mean, though. It's semantics. It, it is. Point. It is semantics. It's like, it, it, and it's how do you feel about the word murder? <laughs> See, I, I, and the reason I fight back is because I don't think you mean it like. In a negative sense. No, I don't and, mean it. Negative. And as someone who just heard that, I would have taken it as implying that military folks are murdering people, which which gives a negative connotation. And I'm just going to be straight. I am extremely pro-military. So no, I'm yeah, and and you are too. I, I yeah. and, and I'm not implying that you aren't. Yeah. So I guess there there is part of me though. There is an awareness that like you're taking people's lives. Yeah. You know. So on some level, to be perfectly honest. You know, it's like if some some little kid dies who happens to be next to where you dropped your fucking bomb from your. Isn't that murder? You, even though it's not you're not going to get tried in a court of law for it. It's maybe it's uh, manslaughter because it's like accidental. But but if, if you want to talk semantics about it, it's not a negative connotation. I'm just talking about specifically like, what does the word mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. When um, when this Israeli shit happens, right? And they're bombing each other. They're murdering each other. Yeah. They murdered. They're eleven children murdered. You know, in these airstrikes, and it's like, it's military. So does it make it not murder? It's weird. Mm-hmm. And I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And I'm not trying to put a negative spin on it. I guess mostly it's just like, to the person hitting the button, you're still taking somebody's life. Sure. And 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 that's gonna take a toll on whoever's that person. Oh sure. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. either you're a guy. On the ground with a gun, yes, running, busting open doors and shooting people, or you're hitting the button in front of a screen and dropping a bomb on somebody. Yeah, I think that's so certainly. You need to have 
a person that's got that mindset that can do that. Yeah. Because, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to put a judgment on the, the woman in the, in the campaign ad that, that was uh, for the Army. But it's like if she was the one, you know, or, or even a guy in that same position, it's like they're thinking about how it feels. Yeah. You know, it's like you can't, you can't think about that when you're in that position. Right. Again, you know? like, That's I don't care who's said and done. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't care who's in the position. As long as you can do it, you can do it. And I just, my problem with the ad going back to the original thing was the, the front and center part of why, like, I, again, I don't give a shit. Right. You, you come from having two moms. Great. Can you do the job? Perfect. That's what I need you to do. Mm, right. I, in this specific case. Can you have I, the mindset? I need right. you to do this job. Yeah. I don't give a shit about anything else. Yeah. So. But as 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 the way we operate in the States, it's all about the backstory to sell things to people. You know, it's always about, like, everybody's got a story now. You have to have the story to... See, as as a man, I'm a man. Or are men. You? Oh, Kyle. You, <laughs> oh, you we are, are men. You are a man. <laughs> I feel like... And again, I don't know this woman. She could be the toughest fucking nails. Yep, absolutely. G.I. Jane. Yep. But I just, it doesn't, that ad does not inspire me as a man to go serve in the military. Well, and at the end of the day. It probably wasn't designed to. It wasn't designed right? to. Yeah, it wasn't designed to inspire you. It was, it was designed to inspire people who might be thinking about, maybe this might be a path I can take. It. But but I grew up differently than all these sure. hardcore motherfuckers. So maybe I shouldn't take that path. But it's like, well, maybe you should. Yeah. You know, maybe there is a spot for you in this in this place. And we need people. Yeah. It's obvious we need people. Yep. You know, so it's um it's just it's it's trying to connect to a different part of yeah. of people, yeah. you know. Fair. And Fair assessment. So I wonder if there's a like they don't have special forces ads. I think like if there was a special um, forces ad, it would look more like what that Russian ad looks Dude, like. Dude, you know what I want like to see? Like a SEAL ad? team ad wanna, or okay. Ranger ad. Here's the ad for anyone listening in the military. Here's what your ad is. A fucking blacked out face with a voiceover saying, you don't know the shit I do, and I can't tell you. You oh, want to be part of that? That's pretty intense. Fucking call this number. Yeah. <laughs> that's the fucking ad that's right the there. Ad. <laughs> right. Start it. You know, you know how many fucking people would probably be calling that number. Fuck like, yeah, dude. fuck yeah! Sign me up for that shit. Some special ops yeah, kind of crazy shit. I mean, yeah, all the like. Every why do you think the video games sell so well? Yeah, it's that everybody fantasy dream. Everybody wants to be that guy. Yeah, that's an ad right there. Yeah, fuck man, you changing just, per- careers, man. <laughs> yeah, because you heard it first right here on this on this Kyle and Ike the Conversation podcast. <laughs> if you see that ad pop up, Kyle gets ten percent. Yeah, I'm gonna have to owe money. <laughs> yeah, you we're gonna get fined. We we sidetracked. I'm sorry, Dylan. No, I, you're fine. Fuck so me. we were talking about you, and then I don't know. We fucking it, it shifted, bro. No. And you know that's what I like about this podcast, though, that you guys do. It's just all the different tangents and conversations that you guys go off of. And well, that's that's why I like to listen. Out of our three listeners, one of them likes it. <laughs> hey, and so right on, man. Good. I mean, I, I've, I've told I've told Kyle. That I, I have a routine when you guys, when it comes out, what, Tuesday or Monday? I've been uh, Mondays. Whatever. whatever. One of those days. I'll, I'll wake up, you know, I'm, I'm an early bird, so I wake up early and I'll put on my headphones and I'll listen to you guys until I got to go to work. And speaking of that, I did take a salt bath. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He me and too. oh my god, it Fucking is a, a right, hell dude. of a difference. <laughs> and I've also I've done it before in the past, but I've started. <laughs> Shower beer. Yeah. <laughs> nice. See, I had one the other day, and I'm like, "Yeah, I thought of you right away." That's funny, but shit. you didn't put your foot up on the sink. No, I you didn't. lazy I, son of a I bitch. I don't do that. No, what I do is I wipe my upper body, then I wrap the towel around, and I just kind of hang out, and let it air dry, somewhat. Yeah, you know, you're dripping all over the floor, yeah, bro. I got, I got a, I got a mat. I got a mat. <laughs> that fucking leg up on that was one of my favorite parts. I mean, I love talking to Eli, but I fucking cracked up. Listen, I'm just still seeing fucking Kyle with that fucking leg up on the fucking sink. It's awesome, bro. All right, Kyle's we like, got more space. I'm muting. <laughs> Check. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a that's a low fucking sink. So so for people who aren't watching our video because we don't have one, Kyle put his foot up on his desk and he's like trying to rub his legs. Trying, I don't know what he's trying to get us to think about right I'm now. I'm fucking drying my legs. That was the motion. I know. You, you ever I, put a fan up like you know behind? No, we yeah. talked about yeah. this. No, we're not doing fans. Can you imagine how many? Okay, I need a medical doctor here. I need a stat on fucking junk injuries from guys trying to do weird shit, like dry their balls with a fan. Where's oh. Bill? You need to find Bill. Like, how many injuries? Fucking have, A, right? Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. We talked about Bill in a while. How many injuries have happened because you're trying to fucking do something you shouldn't be doing? Scrotum injuries? Yeah. Or pull a hammy by doing that? Bro, you, you just took a shower. You should be loose and limber. You should baby. be, but yeah. you never know. <laughs> well, if it's an Epsom salt bath, then you're oh, definitely loose and was, limber. I felt so good the next day. Dude. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. muscles hurt. My joints good, hurt. Every bro. time, every time I wake up in the morning, it's like, and you know, it takes a little bit mm-hmm. moving around to get back to uh, normal. But yeah. When you get a physical job, you know, it's like, it's huge. It's yeah. a game changer. Yeah. It's a total game changer. So do you do that like once a week? Um, it depends. It depends on the week. Yeah. Okay. You know, how, some, how structured. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of times, like in, during the week, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like on a weekend, like a Saturday morning, if we're not doing podcasts or Sunday morning or Friday morning, mm-hmm. like I'll get up at like five 30 in the morning and I'll just pour that fucking bath and I'll just soak for, for 20 minutes, oh. half an hour. And then okay. I get up and then it's, it's, it's not so hard to get going, you okay. know, but okay. it, I, so when I get up in the morning, I do all of my book work and my paperwork and shit in the mornings. So then I don't have, I, then I have family time in the evening. Okay. So okay. I get up at five thirty and I just, I'm busy all morning until I walk out the door. Um, Plus but, you're fresh in the mind too. Right. So that yeah. Helps, I'm sure. But yeah, no, it's um usually it's on the weekends. It's okay. usually on the weekends where it's like you wait. Cause you know, like when you get up and you go to work right away, you know this, you got a pretty physical job. Once you get going, you're just fucking going. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like you're sore, but whatever. You got to get this shit done. Right. Where it's like on the weekend, if you get up and you're sore, it's like, fuck, <sighs> I'm fucking sore, bro. And, <laughs> right? and it's like, you don't have anything you got to do right away to, like, work that shit out. So right. then you're just sore. Yeah. So it's like, that's my that's my jam. Yeah. Yeah. I would sure. imagine that's easier. So Dylan has a, has a daughter, and uh, I obviously have kids. I would imagine that's easier when you don't have to worry about getting kids up out of bed or getting them ready to go to school and shit like that? Or did you do this for a long time? No, I'd say, um, I mean, I probably started taking Epsom salt baths maybe like five, ten years ago. But, like, it's not as regular as I do now. But, I mean, like, on the weekends, it don't fucking matter because everybody gets up late anyway. But during the week, for sure, yeah, if you got to get kids up and stuff, I didn't ever do it when I was younger, Mm. you know. like But I didn't even think about a bath. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like, like, my my wife took baths. My kids took baths. 
But that was it. Like, I didn't ever think about a bath. I didn't have time. It was just, like, get in the shower and get in and out. Yeah. yeah. My wife wants to take baths. Yeah. She doesn't. We don't, don't have, have time. a bathtub. <laughs> it's right. You don't have any tub at all? We have a we have one tub, and it's, like, the base it's, model. It's and so small, it, isn't it? It's tiny, yeah. and it's, like, I don't know. It's maybe fucking 16 inches deep. What? Yeah, dude. It's it's basically a glorified shower pan. And so fuck. I told her when we got her taxes, she could redo one of the bathrooms and put a tub in there, and we decided to do a patio instead. Oh, you have another bathroom in your house? Uh, in our basement, we have a three-quarter uh, three oh, bath as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I do remember that now. Yeah. Which didn't have a fucking proper drain in it when we bought the house, and it stunk like sewer. Oh, there was no P-trap? Yep, no P-trap. Fuck oh. that. That's... So our basement, fucked, bro. Our basement is like half finished or three quarter, yeah. two thirds finished, but it was clearly, clearly finished by the dude who owned the house before us. Mm-hmm. So was it good finished it, when you moved in? Homeowner finished. It was homeowner finished. Okay. Well, okay. when we moved in, remember we had a foreclosed on house. Right. And so everything yep. was ripped up. The only thing left at that point was drywall. And so um, like in our basement, it was just concrete floors with drywall. The bathroom was still intact, but like I said, it was done poorly at best. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Those houses there, where you live, there, there was a lot of spec houses out there. Yeah. I looked at a house out there, and they made their fucking walls, a basement, they called it a finished basement, but the walls were two by fours caught in half. So they were like one and a half what? by one and a half. Oh, just tacked up against the concrete? and. No, the walls, walls. Oh. Even the walls in between, oh. like, the bedrooms. That's sketchy oh, as fuck. Wow. Yeah. So it's like it wasn't a two-by-four wall, so there's no f- actual fire barrier. There's nothing going on there. Mm. And it was fucking crazy. It was crazy. I looked at that house, and it's like, I'm running away from this house. Well, yeah. that's that's our house, I think, was a, a spec home as well, but it, I feel like it was done better than usual spec no, homes. No, you got a nice house, man. Don't fucking downplay No, that. No, I... I like your house. We do have a nice house. house. I like it. Well, you've seen our basement. I'd like to finish that someday. Dude, your basement is expansive. You could do anything down there you want. What's your floor plan size? Square Uh, feet? Square um, footage? The finished is, I think, 23. Yeah, so your footprint is like 23. Because you got a one-story house, unfinished basement. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you're 23. Three-car garage. Yeah, I bet you're 23. Three? Yeah. Motherfucker. He offered to let me park my boat in there one year, and now it's full of shit. Yeah. Won't let me do it anymore. Yeah, that's fucking... That's kind of where I do all my sandblasting and painting, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So so your footprint is at least double the size of my footprint. Like, so that's perspective as far as space. So when I talk finished space. Yours is only 12? Not even. It's 1130. 1130. No shit. Yeah. It's a little tiny. It's tight. So Sam and I have talked like, if we had another kid... I'm not saying we're going to have another kid. We have two. Mm-hmm. Like we couldn't, there's not even enough space to put two beds in the bedrooms. Cause they're like nine they're, and a half by nine. Little and a half. They're nine beds, and a half. Yeah. They're like less than 10 by 10 or they mm-hmm. were, they started off at 10 by 10 yeah. and then they framed them in. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. So like the only way you could go is up. If you put two kids in one of those bedrooms or out, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't you expand like out the back of the house or off the I'm side of the fucking house? Deal with that. I'm just saying you could hypothetically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hypothetically. Yeah. We, I mean, we have, nice back, we have a nice yard. Could. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got a big yard. Yeah. Yeah, you got room. Yep. If you wanted to. Yeah, so I think our footprint is 1130, and then downstairs, quote, finished space is uh, like 700. So you think Kyle needs to build a shop 
off the back of his house, so then he can just have his own living quarters in his shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I go fucking build onto your shop? <laughs> I got a buddy of mine who who has like he fixed up his garage in the back of his house, and it's like just so he could get away from his family. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, he's like, his his kids are like, Dad, can I come live in the garage with you? Nice. And he's like, I don't live in the garage. He's like. Yeah, you do, Dad. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, okay. He says he spends like fourteen hours a day Oof, on his days wow. off in the fucking garage. See, I don't want to do that. I want to be with my. Family. I know, Fuck I know that. you do. I know. We're with you. I want to be with you. Yeah. See, I thought. I want So when we had when we looked at the house, the, the basement was finished at one time, but at the, when we bought it, obviously it wasn't finished anymore. So we re put carpet down, mm-hmm. thinking that oh, it's an extra living space. Right. Well, that just turned into the toy space yeah it's so still a, it's yeah. necessary though when yeah. you got kids yeah, you dude. gotta have that yeah. space yeah hey, like uh, can we take a little yeah we'll take a quick oh, break yeah. and we'll dive back in this is kyle and Ike, the conversation thanks for listening uh we haven't taken our break yet i'm just waiting for ike to walk out so i can badmouth him just kidding i'm gonna go take a leak bye <laughs> oh Actually, my god crazy how good it was, and that that was, was so fucking i don't know if i was just overly tired or if it was just that good but it was fucking good that that steak was the fucking shit. So do you get? That was like a, a that was at least a sixteen ounce steak. Ooh. At least it was close. It was really close. That was a thick ass ribeye steak. It was yeah, so man, fucking, fucking good. good. You cooked it so perfect. I mean, only because your fan flame oh, fanning yeah. skills. The frisbee baby. Hey, we're back. What's up, everybody? So <laughs> I'm just gonna keep diving right into this. That's yeah. Good. So a little fucking Weber kettle grill. And on these little ones, like the portable ones, yep. the vent isn't underneath. They're on the sides. So we were not getting like the we're, heat. We're, we weren't getting the, the heat. We weren't yeah. getting the heat. Okay. And we were like, we got fucking steaks. And Ike and I are both on the same page, like medium to medium rare. Yeah. Fucking we need this thing seared blister- on the outside. We need this thing blistering hot so we can sear it, you know, three to four minutes per side and be done. And so <laughs> I'm like, I can't fucking get it hot enough. And I was grilling burgers for other folks. Mm-hmm. We grilled, you grilled a lot of burgers. Yeah. And uh, the burgers grilled up just fine. I'm like, I need this thing hot. I'm like, I can't. So I'm on the side vent fucking blowing into this grill trying to get it <laughs> fired. And I was like, hang on. So he finds a fucking Frisbee. He's just going, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> and he's fanning this thing. And he gets, and then suddenly, like that airflow kicked it. Because oh, then yeah. suddenly everything is just fucking oh, like sure. flame up. I'm like, all right, let's just let it sit for yeah. five five minutes or so got some good fucking heat on it after that yeah man so now he's going to incorporate a frisbee into his kettle grill Ah. so when it cools off he can just store a frisbee in there for some extra heat (laughs) cool well so it's a with the charcoal grill the burger juice was all dripping on top of the the briquettes Mm -hmm. so those briquettes were getting wet right and so they weren't really they weren't even yeah they weren't even turning gray they were still black and so Uh, that was after yeah so after the first set of burgers, I didn't know if there was going to be enough charcoal in there, so I dumped more on top. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, yeah, Because okay, yeah. okay. I knew we had to do another set of burgers plus the the, yeah. the steaks. And with that small set, I didn't know if there was enough briquettes in there. Gotcha. I didn't know that part. Yeah. So, yeah, we got it we fucking lit. Yeah, but yeah, that fanning. Fuck, dude. Yeah. <sighs> That's MacGyver skills right there. That's what that is. Maybe I should, I should just drill fuck. Well, there's not a pan on the bottom there's of that. You can't close them. Yeah. If you can't if you can't regulate them, can't. Then, then no, the side ones I can regulate. I know, but if you drill holes in the, bottom, the bottom, you yeah, wouldn't be able to regulate them. I think can't that's you, a, can't you buy something for? I mean, you could drill holes, but can't you buy? I mean, there's got to sure, be a way. You I'm can do sure it. there's a way to thread something like get 
a fucking drip paint or a uh, cover or something. Yeah, and be able to regulate it. Yeah. Honestly, though, with those side ones, it works. You know why they just have get a side fan. ones? I just thought about this. It, that little tiny thing is it like the that's like for little decks and little yeah. backyard decks and shit. If you got something underneath. There's no catch pan to catch the fucking oh, spent no, right. charcoal, so it does. So yeah, you just start gonna light fires. your fucking deck on fire. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I understand why it's there. Mm-hmm. It's just, I understand why it's there. It's, but it's a serious detriment if you're yeah, looking for it. Yeah, it's not efficient. No, no, unfortunately. But hey, if you had thanks Weber, <laughs> if you had little fans that you could fucking kick up right there and just both sides blast that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that might be cool. I got I got a friend of mine. Um, her family whenever whenever like. Something like that is fucked up. They'll, they'll go, thanks, Obama. <laughs> I hear, or, or Biden yeah. or something, or it's Trump. fucking or... hilarious, though, because it's like we're we're driving down the road and there's a bunch of potholes, and she's like, thanks, Obama. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. See, I, I feel like, yeah, people say thanks, Obama, or thanks, Biden, but then if it was something that happened on Trump's watch, it's fucking Trump. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. You're right. Trump, yeah. yep, yep, it's yeah. not thanks, Trump. It's fucking Trump. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was It was like a, yeah, it's just, it's such a good catchphrase. Because like, thanks Obama was so was used so much yeah, for so long. It was. And then Zach Galifianakis did it in that movie. I don't remember what movie it is. Hangover? No, 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 no. no. It was after that. But it was like, uh, he said it. It was so fucking funny too. Because like, thanks uh, Obama. It's like, I don't remember what the fuck mm. movie it was. Anyways, Do date? No. No, I don't think it's due date. Wait, am I I'm later than that? I don't know. Mm. Anyway, it was fucking funny the way he said it. And so it's it's like a sweet it's a pretty funny catchphrase. Yeah. Cause he because obviously Obama's long fucking gone. Right. You know, yeah. so but it's just you know, it's it was it was You ever a, seen Galifianakis and his uh two ferns between two oh ferns? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Dude, that shit is so fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's fucking funny because he tears into people. Yeah. Big time, and he had a fucking he had Obama on there. Did he? He had yeah, he had President Obama that on that one. Is he, that is that a movie? No, no, it's, it's a, like a show. It's a YouTube. Oh, it's like an interview show. It's like a ten minute. Okay, it's funny. It's so fucking because he's so fucking weird. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's like these two big ass fake it's, ferns. Yeah, it's the modern. <laughs> I day. can picture it. Yeah. <laughs> so did you ever watch SNL with Chris Farley? Mm, oh, yeah. So but some I vaguely of the, remember it. Some of the funny stuff that Farley did was. The Chris Farley show. And mm-hmm. he was that awkward fucking host. Yep. And all he would kept doing is like trying to remember shit. Uh-huh. And so like he'd be interviewing a movie <laughs> star and he goes, Hey, you um in that movie, you remember when this happened? And the guy's like, Yeah, I was I was in the fucking movie. <laughs> and so that was hilarious. And so I, I feel like that it's a slight play off of that, mm-hmm. but more ag- microaggressions towards these oh, people. Yeah. And he just starts railing into these actors and it's kinda of funny. Well he's he did Justin Bieber and he fucking really torn to Bieber. Big time. You yeah. see that one? Either? No. no. Who, do- oh, who doesn't, though? Because I, I thought yeah, I <laughs> they've stopped. <laughs> they've stopped, right? Oh, yeah. They're yeah, done. Yeah, 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 he doesn't done. do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. This was a couple years ago. When he did Obama, um, he was like, because I, I heard an interview from him. He did um, uh, Letterman. Did you see, you, you guys seen Letterman's new gig where he's out on the stage? He's doing interviews for people. Okay. He's on this big fucking stage. And anyway, he's interviewing Zach Galifianakis and... He's like when he did Obama for Between Two Ferns, he said the Secret Service had to come in and sure. sweep the whole fucking place. Really? And, and he's like, it was super intense. And he's sitting there and, and he's like, do I really fucking ask him these fucking terrible <laughs> questions? Because he was like, yeah, it was hardcore shit he was asking him. And he's just like, you know, not, it wasn't like softball shit. So it's not scripted. No. Oh, I didn't he's know got, that. He's, yeah. got, he's got some questions, but it's no, it's not. 
So like when he asked Justin Bieber, he's like, "Do you really have a small penis or something like that?" <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, he's like, "Fuck you, man." You know, <laughs> it's fucking funny. He he told the story though that like Justin Bieber left a pair of underwear in the green room where they change, and so he t- fucking Galifianakis he t- he took the underwear and he gave them to like his niece. Just <laughs> like what the fuck. He gave his underwear. It's like he's like, well, these are Justin Bieber. It's like you do. You're giving a grown man's underwear to some fucking up. girl, and he, and he's like, uh, and he's, he said he fucking put them on. What? Oh my god, the fucking dude's crazy. He he's is. That's crazy, hilarious. Man. Yeah, yeah. You have to be a certain level crazy to be appreciated as that kind of. Yeah. Fun. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. When he did that. When he did that uh, due date. Yeah. With uh, uh, Robert da- Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. Yeah. I guess like. Robert Downey Jr. was so fucking pissed at him because really? he's, he's just like, you're not even a fucking actor. You're just a child. You know, like they got into it a whole bunch when they were doing the movie. It's like I read about this. He, Robert Downey Jr. did an interview about that movie, and I guess it was like he's like fucking. It was really hard to work with him at first. But that's what made the movie. Oh, I yeah. feel like you yeah. know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, when you get a movie that's just stupid comedy like that, and mm-hmm. you got to yeah. know what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah. And Zach Galifianakis is the king of stupid comedy. Absolutely. His yeah. dog sitting in the passenger seat jerking off. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You never seen Due Date? Oh, no. I oh really. yeah, that's fucking funny. What uh, What was the dog's name? Uh, oh fuck, Bill. Bill? Was it Bill? Bill? <laughs> I don't think his dog's name no. is Bill. No, but no, 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 no. Yeah, what he's just he's like, knock it off, stop doing that. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, it's he, fine, it's fine. Let's go back to you because I don't know. We it's an hour and a half fucking podcast so far, and we've talked to you for five minutes about you. What do y'all want to know? Everything. No. Uh, so you grew you grew up where? I grew up in Major Maney. Okay. Um. Then, obviously, when I turned 18, I moved to Madison for a few years. My first year in Madison, I lived with my oldest sister, Ashley, which it had its ups and downs. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of changed our relationship now because we were were big into partying. Okay, sure. There were times when she would party and I'd want to go to sleep. And So is is she your parents who adopted you biological child yeah okay and my brother younger brother is their biological son okay so um, okay so they had a daughter and then they adopted you then they had a son and then adopted two more daughters yeah okay. and, they, and they adopted the the two twin sisters from the philippines because they thought i would feel left out which is fine I so mean, what, what kind of ages are differences are we talking about my older sister, she is, let's see, I'm 35. She's either 38 or 39. So three, three years. Three years. Roughly. And my brother is like a year, year and a half. And my, younger than you. Yeah. Younger. Okay. And my younger sisters are, I always think they're 25, but they're like 30 now, I think. Okay. So, so five or six. Let's yeah. Just, yeah. Roughly. Okay. okay. <laughs> so That's, when you were about four or five, they thought you needed that they wanted to adopt so you didn't feel left out. Right. Okay. Right. Interesting. Yeah. That, and you said that that at the time, I mean, do you remember that at the time? Like, did there, was that a conversation with them where they were just like, how do you feel? Or was it like, did they just make that decision? They never really had a conversation with me. It's something that I heard throughout the years. 
Oh, okay. They never like sat me down and talked about mm-hmm. it. Um, but with that being said, don't get me wrong. Like I love my parents and everything, but I feel I still feel like there's not like that connection, mm-hmm. sort of speak. Sure, maybe. Oh, com- yeah. You know, compared to your parents. And sure, sure. Your I was parents? I was adopted too. Oh, you were. Yeah. Okay. I was adopted too. So. So maybe you know then, or you might. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's fucking it's, weird, dude. Yeah. It's so hard. Like, yeah. Um, so I I feel like with that being said again, it's harder for me to connect with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like I I consider myself I'm a big introvert. Mm-hmm. I like to be. I go to work. I come home and do whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't. We don't go out and do stuff. Jamie's the same way. You know, she likes being home. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you feel like, um. That you, in order to really fucking connect with a, with a family, that you got to like kind of figure out who you are and like where you're from, and and I guess for me when I met, so when I met my biological dad as an adult, I met him once when I was a kid, but it, I mean, other than when I was like really little, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a much of a conversation. But when I met him for the first time as an adult. Like so many fucking pieces came together. Yeah, yeah. Good was, and bad. Good, mostly good. Honestly, it's, okay. it's so, and I, and I, I'll de- I'll describe it, and then you can tell me what, if you think this is what it feels like for you. Because like when I was growing up with my family, I wasn't them. Like like they're they're like they love me, you know. Um, and they and like they but they had a way of being that wasn't mine, and I always felt like a foreigner, kind of mm-hmm. like it just. I, like, it didn't fit in. Like, the way they interacted, I didn't interact that way. So, like, they, they'd, like, give me shit all the time, give me a hard time and laugh and joke, and they kind of poke fun and everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, I could I could do that back, but it but it didn't feel the same. Right. You know? Right. No, I get I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. I do, I do feel uh, like I'm the black sheep of my family. Because I like to work. I like, you know, I'm pretty active. Not saying that they're not active, but mm-hmm. I'm more active than they are. Okay. They're like, my mom was a nurse and my sister's a nurse. So they're like smart, I feel like. In, in that aspect, I'm more of like a street smart. Like like you're a, you're more physical, more physical. in your body. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we, we have a... A family trip coming up here in June, and we're only going, it's for a week, and me and Jamie and Nadia are only going for three days, because she can only get a couple days off of work, and, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be with him for a whole week. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that bad? I don't, you know, I, I like, like I said, I love my family, but I, I don't like being around them all that much. Okay. Well, it's, it's like you Maybe you just don't connect. Is that we? Yeah, I, I like I said. I just I don't feel like we're connected to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like you have a history, but like there's a deeper connection that happens. Yeah, yeah. Like when my um when I met my dad for the first time in my whole life, I knew why I thought the way I thought, and I knew why I felt the way I felt, and then and, and like on a really deep level. You know where it was a it was like a completion of a circle almost. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I know exactly what you mean because it's like 
when I would spend time with my, my other family, it's like, I, I had fun. We had a good time, you know, but it was always like, I was always different. Mm-hmm. It was always different. And it didn't, and it was hard to like, to feel like I fit in. Mm-hmm. So I feel that. Yeah. See, big time. And I'm glad that you got to meet your biological dad. I, I don't, I've never met my biological parents. You want to? I do, but I've always said that I'm pretty sure they're probably dead. I mean, the life expect I can't say that word. Expectancy. Expectancy? Yeah, in the Philippines isn't all that great. So Okay. Were they were they young when they had you? That I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what they look like. I don't know. See like I said, grew up with self identity issues. Mm-hmm. I don't know who who I would be or who I would turn out to be, right. you know. So Yeah. So when you're growing up, did you um did you were your parents right away like it was obvious like where you came from did they tell you they talked to you about all that or 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 was that something like later in life how did you um like it's probably more later in life because yeah. i was 11 months old mm-hmm. so yeah but like as a like later in life as like a teenager or later in life as like able to understand seven eight nine ten somewhere in that range probably teenager okay okay but they again they didn't really sit me down it was just mm-hmm. kind of i learned as as i got older sure about certain stuff you so know? could you find out like if you wanted to like do you do you know what the like even the name of the adoption agency or any of that was would they have records um i probably could find out but at the same, I, I never really made that effort i guess mm. whoa so <laughs> how, do, how do you feel about that? Do you want, do you want to like, do you want to like dig into that and kind of find out? When, so I was, had- when I was younger, I did, but now it's like I'm 35. I mean, I don't know. I kind of have my own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm going to, so. I'm going to argue that if you haven't made the effort, then maybe no, no, I, I'm not yeah. saying you should. But then I feel like if they, if they wanted to see me, should they make, you know, I, I feel like it's a two way street. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's, I, yeah, that's ahead. how I met my dad was I, I wrote him off. Oh yeah. 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 This is, that's a good story. You want to tell it or no? Yeah, I can tell it. I can tell my dad is listening from Spain right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so like when, uh, uh, when I was born, um, I feel, I don't want to take away from where you're going, but I, th- I, we can relate. Um, so when I was born, um, there was some, some fucking, shit going on between my mom and my dad and uh my dad's family lived moved to idaho where my mom lived and um and then but they were from texas okay and so um my mom got pregnant with me and uh there's a lot of mixed up stories and my mom and dad both listen to this i don't want to like step on too many toes here so i'm going to kind of leave some of that shit out because Mm -hmm. it's all here he said she said kind of hearsay shit but ultimately my dad moved back to texas and my mom had me in Idaho. Okay. So my dad wanted, wanted my dad and my grandparents in Texas, they wanted to get custody of me and wanted me to move down there. A mm-hmm. um, bunch of other shit went down and that didn't happen. So I stayed in Idaho. And then uh, my mom met uh, my dad, who I call my dad, Tom, in, in Idaho, and he adopted me. And what I understand is that um, my biological dad at that time, he signed over the rights to me. And he thought it would be better if I wasn't involved, if he wasn't involved in my life, because then I wouldn't get pulled in so many directions. And I, he thought maybe I would just think Tom was my dad. Um, but I, there was too much contact with my other family in Texas for me to really, because I got birthday cards and stuff from my grandparents right. in Texas. Yep. Um, but he kind of stayed out of my life 
and I found this out later, but he stayed out of my life because he didn't want it to be harder on me. Like he wanted, he didn't want to like confuse me and make it more difficult for me to just kind of figure out my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's a young, he was a young man. You know, it's like he didn't know fucking shit from Shinola back then. So it's like he's trying to make the best decision he can make. And I can look back on that now and I can see that. But, you know, at the time when when I was, so I fast forward, I was 23. My second son had been born. Um, and I was sitting in my house and I was, uh, I just put him to bed. And I was, he was sitting in his crib and he's fucking sleeping. And I was just looking at him, man. It's like. It's one of my favorite times with my with my kids when they were babies and mm-hmm. just put them to bed and watch them sleep. Mm-hmm. So we were sitting there and and uh, I was watching them sleep and I was like, motherfucker, like how could anybody in the world have this thing, this this being connected to them and not want to fucking know it? Right. Yeah. You know? And and I was just like, I got super upset and super emotional and pissed off. And so I wrote him a letter and I was just like, don't fucking call me. Don't, don't email me. Don't send me a fucking letter. You're done. You had 20 fucking three years to get to this point mm-hmm. and you done fucked it up. I was so upset, you know, and I was a young man. I wasn't thinking about how difficult it must've been to be him back then, you know? And so, um, and I sent the letter off and I was like, fuck it. It's done. You know, um, a little while later I got this envelope in the mail. It's thick as fuck, huge fucking envelope. And it was from him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> And it's like it was it was kind of weird because his handwriting looks like my handwriting, <laughs> and it was like okay, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have a big old fucking fire. I'm gonna burn this motherfucker. I'm not even gonna read it. I'm not even gonna open it. I'm gonna throw it in the fire pit. I'm gonna be like, yeah, fuck it. So I put it in my drawer, in my dresser. I sat there for like, I don't know, like weeks. Finally, one day I was like, uh, fuck it, I'll read it. So I read it, and. It was like uh it was like a letter from me. And it was fucking crazy. Cause it felt so good, you know, even though I wanted to be so mad. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like I wanted to fucking hate him. But I couldn't. Because he was me, you know? And it's like I'd been missing that for so long. And so um so after I read it. You know, I'd saved it and thought about it for a while. And then uh, um, with the encouragement of my ex-wife, I gave him a call, talked to him on the phone a little bit. And uh, and then we set up a time, met him over like Thanksgiving one year. Mm -hmm. And funny thing, he doesn't even fucking look like me because I'm tall as fuck. And he's like, he's like (laughs) six foot nothing. (laughs) Does he sound like you though? No, he doesn't sound like me either because he's got this Texas accent shit, you know? Yep, yep, yep. But he feels like me. And I saw him. I walked up to my grandparents' house. And I saw him from across the yard. And I was so fucking scared, right? Like, my guts were turning inside out. And, and like, we drove down there. So it wasn't, like, a quick flight or anything. And so, like, the whole time, I'm just thinking about, thinking it. about it and thinking about it. And it's like, what's it going to be like? And what am I going to hate him? Like, what, what, all this shit, you know? And um, I saw him from across the yard. And I just fucking ran up to him and hugged him. And it's because I could just, I could feel them. And there's like, uh, I guess that's the reason I ask you is because there's, there's something there that uh, you can't manufacture. 
you can't like, like your, your parents adopted you and they loved you and they loved you with all their heart, but they can't make that blood. They can't make that feeling, Mm -hmm. you know? And I didn't realize it until then what that feeling was. And so it's like, when we talked, his heart was my heart. And I guess that's the biggest thing is under finally understanding like this is why I am the way I fucking am. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why like I'm like there's parts of me that's like I'm a big fucking softy. And he's a big softy. Yeah. You know, he's he can be a badass sometimes too, but it's like it's like he's got this huge fucking heart, you know, and uh he'd give anybody in the world a shirt off his back for for anything. And and so yeah, it was it was incredible. So I mean, after you met him, obviously that was a relief for you. Mm-hmm. And did that make a, a change in your life from there, from when you met him? I mean, it meant or like, you know, mentally and emotionally and emotionally for sure. Okay. Emotionally for sure. Because I had all this, all this shit I was holding on to mm-hmm. not knowing, not knowing who I was, not knowing why I did what I did. Um, like it gave me more confidence as a father because like I, I like I knew what I was like, like I kind of knew what I was doing when I was a father when like with my kids or babies because I was just going off of my instincts but I didn't know if I could trust my instincts because I didn't know where they came from mm-hmm. you know and it's like and then when I met my dad and then I met the rest of my family down there I got a huge fucking family in Texas it's like they're so tight you know and it's like they're um they really they're good family. They're good to each other. Even even when they're mean to each other, they're good to each other. Family. <laughs> it's family. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a huge relief. It was a huge emotional weight lifted off of me. Um, I think that's kind of what's always been with me is what I never could connect to. Like you could, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who I should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do now, but yeah. growing up, I didn't know anything. And emotionally and mentally, that kind of, no, that that did mess with me a sure. lot. So Yeah. Well, we're always a product of, like, all the people in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I th- I feel like, you know, they, what's that phrase? Of, you are the five people you spend the most time with. And and so it's like, we're always, a I think, a product of, of the people we choose to, to have intimate relationships with. Um but there's that other piece where it's just like, and I, I know like I've, I've, and I've, because of what, where, how I grew up and what I went through, I've read a lot of stories and watched videos and shit about adoptions and, and like families reuniting. And then some people are like, no, I don't want to meet my other family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't feel like that's something I need. And it's like, everybody's got to make their choice in that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a hard way to grow up. I, and Growing up, I would, I would want to ask my parents about my other parents, but then I didn't because I'd feel guilty. I'd mm-hmm. feel like they're like, if I asked them, I feel like they would be like, um, I don't know what the word would be. Like you hurt their feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like I would hurt their feelings, and um, so I never really asked them. Mm-hmm. I just steered away from that. You, I would hope an adopted parent would understand that they're. That child's going to have questions. And, yeah, yeah, and you have that Especially, hope. like, okay, your adoption's kind of obvious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're obviously different than your parents. You have, I'll just say it, two white 
parents. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. And you're Filipino. Yep. You do not look like your parents. No. Or brothers. Or, or, or yeah. Or yeah. brothers and sister minus two sisters. So yeah. Um, yeah. I would think it would be natural to have that kind of question. And if you were to meet your family now, like your biological parents, if they were still alive, I don't know. Would there be a would there be a language? You know, are you afraid that there would be a language barrier? Oh, most definitely. Um, Probably because what's the what's the tag log? Yeah, I tried teaching myself that when I was younger. Did you? I <laughs> I didn't succeed didn't at all. <laughs> but it, um, there's always questions, right? Yeah. Oh, always. You know, there's yeah. always questions. Yeah. To I was thinking about so as parents, I think we give our kids like so much fucking latitude on like to ask the questions because. If we if if we give the kids the power to ask the questions and the pressure's not on us as parents because mm. we're doing all the other shit, mm. and it's like I've in some of the stories I've heard and 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 I think about it like if, as a parent of if I, if I was in a situation where it'd be like well, if they want to know I'll wait for them to ask because I don't want to p- pressure them sure, into thinking they sure. have to do this you know so it kind of leaves this weird gray area in between where where nobody's talking about the thing that everybody should be talking about mm-hmm. you know it's like. Any relate like so many relationships are like that. I think where there's always this kind of this information going on in the middle. You kind of want to know, and they kind of want to maybe let you know, but you don't want to force it and make and seem like hurt their feelings or seem disrespectful, and they don't want to push it on you because you're young and you're developing, and they don't want to twist you all up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I would think too, like as a parent, if you if they your parents went through the process they went through to adopt you and bring you over and, and you had all the surgeries and they did all these things. They're probably scared as fuck that if you, if you did meet your biological parents, you would want to go live with them. Yeah. Could you imagine how that would like how for, scary for them? Yeah. Yeah. That would be scary as fuck. Mm. Like if you're 10 or 12 and you're trying to figure out who you are and you're all angsty and all of a sudden it's like you meet your, your biological parents and, and it's like, they've raised you for 10 or 12 years. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that you you're like, I got to go do this because it's natural. You know, it's like, they're going to kind of like, mm, well, we don't want them to do that. We want them to keep them here. Stay, yeah. You know, it's such a tricky thing. I think if that would have happened to me, I would have been in limbo. Like, I wouldn't know what I would want to do. Right. I, I'd probably just like, you know, that fight or flight response that you mm-hmm. get. I'd probably just flight, you know, mm-hmm. like stay out of it. Yeah. So to speak. Well, when I, I met my dad when I was 11. Oh, okay. So um, I went down to visit my grandparents when I was 11. And it was, it was so strange. So, um, my dad and my grandparents, their houses are like right next to each other. And, uh, I went to see my grandparents and, um, I knew my dad was there and it was still all the butterflies and all that shit. Cause I didn't know him, mm-hmm. you know, but I knew he was there and I knew I'd probably talk to him, but I don't know what think you're 11 years old. I was fucking scared. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I was sitting on the, on the back deck of my grandparents place, um, on the steps and then my dad walks up and he sits down next to me and he's like, Hey man, how's it going? You know? And it's like, it's going very good. You know, it's like, I don't know, you know, it's kind of fucking weird. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, you know? And he's like, I suppose you probably got some questions for me. And at that time I was so fucking scared. I was like, I didn't want to ask him anything. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I didn't even know what to ask him. Right. You know, it's like, where do you even start yeah. at 11 years old? And so I was like, mm, not really, you know? So then we like talked about some shit for, like 15 minutes you know and then and then like 
that was it for that that period of time. And then like we did some shit like as a family, like went around like because I have a brother okay. down there, okay. and I got to hang out with him. And um, so we did some stuff like that. But it was always so, it was just so weird. It was so weird that this whole other family that I've had, and they're they love me. At eleven years old, I, like they don't know me. But, but they're, they love they you. love me, yeah. you know, and they but and they they know my heart like they saw me the way I saw my dad mm-hmm. when I was a man, you know. They saw me and like, oh yeah, he's one of us instantly. They just knew, and so it was like they brought me in like I'd been there my whole life, and and honestly, it was fucking at the time it was super overwhelming. Yeah, you know, I'm sure, yeah, because it's like if you want to, do you want to move here? You want to come down here? You can live with us, like uh. you know, like <laughs> like we could do this and we could do that, and it's like fuck. I'm I'm 11. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, a lot you're putting on me. I, I don't know, you know. <laughs> and it was just like, but they, yeah, they love me so much. But they just, I didn't know them other than I felt them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I was super comfortable being with them. But it was, it was yeah, so at, at 11, 12 years old, fuck do you do? It's crazy. You know, it's yeah. so fucking hard. Yeah. So it's like there's, there's, there's no right answer. No. No. You know? And, I and there's no wrong. Right. No, yeah. exactly. No. And I, I, I don't have adopted parents. I don't have family who did have to go through the pressure or the, the hardship of giving me up. Like I would imagine though, as someone who has kids, like to your dad's point, like, like, I don't know, is there a certain level of shame there or to your family, Dylan, like, is there shame that they had to go through that? Like if you were to connect now, like, is there guilt attached to that? Yeah, 100%. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so when you said they haven't reached out, you know, maybe they just think you're better, or maybe, oh yeah, there's a certain level of shame or guilt there. That's like, it, yeah, I'm sure there's a. Oh, I I bet there's a shitload. Yeah. You know, I couldn't imagine, you know, to be in that position would be so fucking difficult. You know, to be in a position where you brought a baby in the world and and like and, and, and give you, it and give it away. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. I you know after having Nadia, I could not imagine that happening. You know, mm-hmm. it's. No. And how, 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 how hard must life have been for them not to, uh, to, to, to believe that you would be better off with somebody right. else? Yeah. Right. You know, that's, that's hard. I'm sure that's, that's heavy. Hard. Yeah. That's, that's heavy fucking heavy. shit. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I want to put this out there. My dad, Tom, that adopted me, I call him. We talk every week and like so grateful. Oh, for him. right. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and like, cause it's like, we, he's not my biological mm-hmm. dad, but he's my dad. He stepped up. Though. You know, he was there for me. Yeah. And, and, and our relationship is fucking great, you know? And, and it's like, I see, I see so much of me or so much of him and me just by being raised by him and who I am today, you know? So it's like, I, I, I guess what I want to do is I want to make sure that, that I'm not trying to take anything away from what he did and, and his place in my yeah, life yeah, because yeah, yeah. he, he holds a very big place in my life. Yeah. I don't think you did at yeah. all. So no, absolutely. Now, even for you, if I can ask a personal question, Ike. Oh, it's personal. I don't know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so you married into, uh, you, you came into a marriage or you got married with both sides having kids. Yes. Did you, and some of, the kids that you married into, I'll say, were not adults. 
correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, yes. were, they were all kids. They were all kids. Yeah. Did you officially or formally adopt them, or were you just no. stepdad? No. They had, they, they had um, well, Gavin's, he's still got his dad. Yeah. Okay. And then um, Drew and Justin, they were, I believe they got adopted by Gavin's dad. Okay. I believe is the way it worked. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so you always just played stepdad, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, always been stepdad. Still just as effective, I would imagine, or yeah, ability I mean, to be effective, but, it, I mean. Yeah, so, fucking step, being a stepdad or a stepmom. So it's not easy, yeah. so I'm sure. hard, bro. So as someone who, who has had an adopted father and recognizes the importance of that, mm-hmm. do you feel, I don't want to downplay you either. Cause I'm, cause you're, no, I, I know you and you're, you're just an impactful person, but did you feel less effective not being an adopted parent, just being a step parent? Oh, um, or do you, did you feel less connected? I think that, um, I guess, no, no, I didn't feel less connected. And, and the, the, so the adoption, the adoption thought never came to my mind mm. because I knew their, their dads were around. Okay. You know, so it's like it was never really something that um that I thought was going to be a thing. You know, it's like I n- I didn't put it in into my head that it was like uh that they would even want me to adopt them because their dads are around. Um and I guess basically I just love them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to love them as best I can. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to love them the best I can. Yeah. You know, and I mean there's definitely like it's different you know, because I'm not their dad. And so it's like, I'm not going to try to be their dad. Sure. You know, it, it's so fucking tricky. It's like a fine yeah. line. I'm yeah. Sure, like, you know, you know your role mm-hmm. and it, yeah, and it's going to be unconditional fatherly love without being their father. Well, that's the thing is like, there's always like the, you're not my dad. You're not my mom yeah. scenario. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and, and it's like, that's real. Yeah. It's the fucking truth, yeah. you know? And it's like, so it's like if, if, if you're a step parent coming in, trying to be, a parent, mm-hmm. especially when they're teenagers, you're fucked. Like you can't do that. And so it's like, you have to show up completely as best you can, you know, while completely understanding that like, you're not the dad Yeah. and you may never be the dad. You know, there's always going to be like for, in, in my scenario, there's always, there's always a, a dad there. Yep. And, and honestly, like, um, Gavin is, is reconnecting with his dad again. And it's like, having been through what I went through, it's, I think it's so fucking important. Sure. It's so fucking important. Like there's a history there that it's not always the, it wasn't always the best, you know, but he's, he's 13 and like, you got to know who the fuck you you came from and who you are, you know? And so it's like the, like, I can't, I try to like I can't get Gavin to go to the fucking coffee shop with me half the time, you know. But you it's can't? like can't no oh, no okay. like he's just like he likes hanging out in his room, you know. And it's like, but he'll do more stuff with his dad. Mm. But it's like I get it. I want him to do stuff with his dad. Like I want him to like connect and get out because it's like, I guess that's being a dad, blood or not. It's all about wanting the best for the kids. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah. And so it's like for his future. I know he's going to be better off understanding his relationship with his father, mm. you know? And, and it's like, it's, it's just the most fucking important thing in the world. I think at his age and as and knowing where you come from and your parents, 
I keep going back. Like my heart breaks for you. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's so fucking hard. And there's a lot of kids out there that don't know, you know? And, and so it's like, just Kyle and I, we do this little thing called league and these young men come through our group. And Eli expressed this when we had our, our bonus episode where it's like, we're not these kids as dads. We're not these young men that come into our group, but we are strong male role models mm-hmm. and we love them. You know, we treat them with, with honesty and respect and integrity and we love them. And, and we we're never going to be their dad, but we can, we can impart something on them. And as a stepdad, that's all I hope I ever do is give them something that they can carry with them that will make them more whole. Sure. You know? And so it's like, it's, uh, it's really a blessing for me to have the, them in my life. As difficult as it is sometimes, it makes me a better person. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I feel like as that, and maybe this is a good role if the relationship works out that way, and I get that family dynamics just vary so much, but I feel like in league, guys can be more open with us than they would be with their real dad a lot of the time. Sure. So I guess I would question or just wonder if a step parent like in your role if they had that same relationship would be more of a confidant and more of mm, i don't think no. so Mm-mm. i don't i think that um just because you're there every day just because you're there every day yeah yeah so gavin is 13 and i've asked him a number of times if he wants to come to our guys group and he's like mm. you know he's like <laughs> nah. i don't nah. know i don't know because he deals with me all day <laughs> sure you know it's like he he sees me all the time and he deals with me coming into his room and like flipping off his his heater when it's you know when it's he leaves it on and yeah. shit like that and telling them to mow the grass mm. and and whatever you know well then that just emphasizes the importance of men in society in every role yeah that's right? and that's yeah and that's exactly where I where I was what I was saying we as as role models have opportunities to step up in ways that doesn't mean that we're gonna be the the guy right you know but we still have an impact. Yeah. You know, like what kind of relationship do you have with your, with your adopted dad? I mean, we get along, I guess mm-hmm. we don't hang out or anything or, yeah. Okay. So the funny thing is I, you know, they live in major many too. Mm-hmm. So do I. And they live not far from where we three, live. four blocks. And, we don't really see each other all that much. No. All my siblings live far away, and I think they see them more than they than we see each other. Really? Yeah. I get along with your family more than than mine because they're closer. You guys are all closer. Like as a family unit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, see your dad and mom all the time, every day, at least once a day. Oh, when you pick Nadia. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. But um, I probably see my parents. Once a week, if that, to pick mm. up Nadia. Oh, sure. But most of the time, Jamie picks her up, so I don't even see him. We don't really talk on the phone all that much. If we do, it's more texting. Sure, <laughs> sure, know? yeah. I, I, Yeah, I don't know why it is like that, but it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always been that way. Are they Are they real tight-knit family? Like, like, you're, like you're saying how Kyle's family is super close? Are they like that? Yes and no. Okay. I think it would be easier if we all if they all live closer. Because mm-hmm. I got a, my brother lives in Minnesota. Uh, my 
two of my sisters live in Milwaukee and my other sister's up in De Pere, I think, by Green Bay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. De Pere. So, yeah. So, yeah, we're De-peer? all... De Pere? Come on. De Pere? How do you say it? De Pere. De Pere. De- oh. De Pere. De Pere. There's some fuck... Not fucked up. Difficult to say Wisconsin cities. Oh, yeah. You ever, yeah. Seen, oh, that? Yeah. You ever yeah. seen those videos where mm-hmm. people are trying to pronounce that shit? It's <laughs> hilarious. Manitowoc. And yeah. The Manitowoc Manita- Minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wawatosa. Yeah. Waukesha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. That's but, interesting. Yeah. You know, I met your parents a few times. Yeah. Uh, very nice people. But I mean, okay, so you've met them. Like, do you, from an outside, do you see anything or... As far so I haven't met them. I haven't like hung out with them often. Okay, yeah. We, we were at their place with, for a family thing. I forgot baby what that shower, was. Maybe maybe it was a baby shower. Or yeah, a I wedding forgot. shower. Or yeah. Something. yeah, yeah. I don't remember what yeah. it was for, but we were there, and there was like multiple people there, and uh, yeah, it, I f- super nice people, but yeah, maybe more introverted. Yeah, in the just conversing with new people. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't hold a conversation with your dad like I normally would. Like, like it's just the, when you're a guy and you go to a new place and there's a bunch of people around, you normally just shadow towards other dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, or yeah. you hang oh, out with your sure. significant other, yeah. right? right? Until like, you get comfortable. Until or, you get comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you go to the, you go hang out by the grill. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So in this setting, like my dad was talking to Mark, Mark, your yeah. dad, yep. and. Uh, just naturally, because I didn't know fucking anyone there, right. I I sat in that conversation. And your dad, Mike, my, my dad and Mark talked, but like I wasn't really like part of that conversation. Mm. Whereas if it was my place, like I feel like if you came over to my house for like let's just say Thanksgiving, and all the guys are hanging out talking, like they're gonna include you maybe a little yeah. bit more, yeah, and not yeah. just have you be there. And if you want to jump in, you can be jumping. If that makes sense at no, all. No, no, I, know I, what you mean. I yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so. it's like a social, it's like social cues and and more social. Like if people are more social naturally, then they're gonna do that more. Yeah, naturally. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I can't speak to the the closeness of your family. You grew up with them, not me. But right. from an outsider, just being with them a little bit, they seem a little bit more introverted. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, you're right, and uh, I I feel like I'm sure I'm sure you guys heard the expression, but my mom wears the pants in, the, in that oh, family. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So sure. it's basically my dad kind of does. Whatever my mom tells him, (laughs) and and uh, that's not who I want to be. Right, I don't want to be. Yes, I'll give and take, you know, here and there. Yeah, but I don't want to be controlled, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, you know. And also, my dad has a thing about when new people come over that usually he puts them to work. Yeah, like I don't know the first time you came over, he probably had to move some equipment around or move wood out of a shed. Or did did we have to take? We have done that many times. Did we have to take that stupid? uh, dust collector down the stairs i think weighs like a yeah ton. it was me you and jeremy i think yeah it was yeah it's fucking this big german God, dust collector heavy for as hell weighs is a ton i'll get that downstairs for me fellas <laughs> he makes it sound so easy i remember the first time <laughs> the first time logan came over to my parents house we were getting ready to go to league or something like that okay. to our camp out and my dad was had this compactor because he was he was building a shed or doing something and uh the very first thing he said to Logan, I said, hey, dad, this is my friend, Logan. He's going to be joining us. Nice to meet you. Hey, I need you guys' help. 
I need you to lift this compactor and put it in the back of my truck. And mm-hmm. Logan's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. I need you to do something for me. You know, there's, there's something about asking somebody for help that instantly bonds you to them. Yeah. It's like, it's like if you want to, if, if you want to keep somebody close, borrow something from them or ask them to help you with something. It's like, it's an instant bond. Because all of a sudden you're you're a unit, mm-hmm. you know you're forced to be a unit to work together for this for this thing, and it's it's like it's fucking genius yeah. to yeah. make because because it's like someone feels included. Yeah, that's a that's a, what everybody even wants, if you right? do or don't want to do it, but you're right. included. Yeah, yeah. you know you show it's... up to this foreign place, you don't know anybody, and all of a sudden someone's like, "Hey, man, help me out with this, will you?" Yep. It's like, oh, I'm one of the guy. I'm one of the people now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Instantly, that's fucking genius. In well, here. and he does it enough where I prep people Whoever. if I'm taking over. Like, my dad's <laughs> probably in the middle of something, and he's going to ask for help just mm-hmm. to be very transparent. In fact, I feel like I prepped Logan when I pulled up and I saw that compactor sitting by the bed of the truck. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. just to be clear, he's probably going to need our help with something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, on that note, it's, um, yeah, your dad actually, we, we went to, me and Jamie, we all went to Menards yesterday with your dad. We got a, um, a split view screen door, a storm door, oh, sure. front yeah. door. And uh, I asked your dad to help, which is nice. I don't think I could ask my dad to help me with that because mm. he's not handy. Can't, yeah, he's not a, not a very good handyman compared to your dad. So your dad, we were there for like three hours doing the damn thing. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But, uh, you know what's interesting about like that? I think about when you say that you couldn't really ask your dad because he's not very handy. I wonder what it'd be like if you asked him and not like, yeah. not like how long it would take, but I wonder what it'd feel like, mm-hmm. you know, cause we all, we all have, I ideas. feel like, it, I feel like I'd be a burden to be honest. Right. For you. Yeah. For me. But what would it feel like to him? To him. Yeah. I don't know. Cause imagine like, like if you don't talk to him that much and you're like, Hey dad, can you help me out with the screen door? If it was me, dude. I would be so fucking, I would Pumped. be floating. Yeah. I yeah. would. I'd be like, yeah. you know, it's like, the, I, we're, Kyle and I were talking like, when the first times my kids, my boys, when they got old enough, they got older, they asked me for advice. I, w- I felt like okay. I was on top of the world. Yeah. Like I was like, they needed me for something again. You know, it's like they needed me for something other than like 20 Food bucks when they're whatever. 14. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's such a crazy feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I think... So growing up, you knowing knowing my dad, he certainly has a presence to him. Mm-hmm. I'll just say it that way. And as like a teenager, it wasn't like hanging out with Ike. I wasn't going to be getting hugs and well, right. you yeah. know a listening ear. Um, but I will certainly say when we just going into adulthood, when I moved to Appleton, but more specifically when I moved back, we started like woodworking actively together in his wood shop that changed a lot right there mm-hmm. is just that got closer being together. Right. Yeah. And when we bought a house because he does like to do so much handy stuff, it's like he was over at our house all the time, helping with things. Mm-hmm. Even if he didn't know it, we were just figuring this shit out together. Right. Yeah. And like, I feel like there was certainly a, a bond, a bond there. Yeah. Hell when I took, when Gabe built that epoxy table, that mm-hmm. was a cool table, but it was a very cool table. Yeah. Neither my dad nor I nor Gabe have ever worked with epoxy before. And so the three of us are just in this basement figuring this shit out together. I could, I bet you Gabe has a positive impression of my dad and a relationship there just because of trying to work through it together. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, dad's not handy, but I bet that process of working through it together and just figuring yeah. shit out could yeah. certainly Make add. that bond yeah. better. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm going to challenge you, bro. That's what we do. Well, okay. Challenges. Let's hear it. That, no, that was a challenge right there. Oh. Just like just to keep open mind about that kind of shit. That's the challenge. It's like, yeah, instead of calling your dad, your father-in-law, call your dad once. Well, and... and <laughs> Stop bothering Jeff. And that's another thing, too, is ever since I was a kid, I've always had a problem asking for help. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I've, I'm, you know, I'm really stubborn. I like to do things my way. Even if I don't know how to do it, mm-hmm. and I, then I get to a point like, oh shit! Now what do I do? I don't call anybody, you know. I don't. Right. I kind of just sit there and think about it, think about it, and then I go mm-hmm. back to, and then it works out, you know. Sure. There's got to be something there with guys about when you're actually physically working through something and learning something or doing something together that there's bonding. Oh, I yeah. think like even Big us, time. yeah. Like I needed to rotate my tires, so I called Dell. I'm like, can you help me rotate my tires? Because I don't have jacks or anything. Because uh-huh. yeah, I come over. I'm like okay. And then we couldn't get the fucking lugs off, so now I'm sitting there with a hand breaker bar trying to break these yeah. lugs off. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're just we working through it. it together. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or we're learning to golf together. Are, are the tires still on it, though? They are. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> or learning to golf together. Yeah. Like, we suck at golfing, but we've been golfing a handful of times. It's Have we? I think once. We've been golfing like three times. Okay. Yeah, it was impactful for you. So, uh, <laughs> so glad this happened. Yeah. No, we do got to get out over here. Golf. We bonded, bro. We, we do got to get out and golf. I know we... Like we did something, just us. Yeah. No, that was fun, though. Golfing out and swinging yeah. in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I almost hit a car. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I hit Go, golf courses. Road. Golf courses play some dangerous games with roads. Fuck yeah, they, they do. do. When they do a straight hole... And there's a road right next to it. On the right-hand side especially. Yeah, dude. You're just going to a lot of pressure s- for us golfers. Yeah. yeah, especially when you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, I've, I've, I've sent it down the highway before. I've yeah. hit houses before. Oh, yeah. In, in uh, um, at the wilderness, they got an old course. And one of the holes is like, it's long enough to get a driver on. But going down one side of the, of the hole is all really fancy condos. Mm. They're they're like two stories, really big, and then there's a road in between them, and then there's another row of them on the <laughs> other side. Every fucking time I crank a drive, and it would just go slicing right over the top of the condos, and I would just, yeah. oh, just wait to hear the sound. Like, why, why are property values higher on a golf course? That's danger zone, man. That should be yeah. fucking cheap. Right. Well, and who and whose responsibility is it? Yeah, how many like, broken windows do you yeah, got to replace? Right? Yeah, Good point. You know, like, them fuckers built them there. Yeah. A next to a golf course. It's like, well, you know, it's kind of like when you go and build at your own risk. Yeah. Or you, live. You build a house in the woods, and a coyote comes and takes your fucking chickens. You know, yeah, this is what happens, you know, so it's like, it's, yeah, but I think, I think the golfer is responsible. I think like if you break somebody's window, you're responsible for yeah. it. Yeah. But what if that golfer just leaves? leaves. Yeah. How, well, how do you get That's their... what everybody does. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what everybody so does. then how, how that's do they trap down? You insurance. know what I mean? Homeowner's yeah. insurance. Yeah. Your yeah. insurance. I would imagine if you got a house on a golf course, your insurance is higher i'm sure oh absolutely yeah. right. you're gonna get holes in siding you're gonna get wind broken windows you just got people walking past all your stuff all yeah. the time right yeah. 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 yeah yeah always like the one in spring green there's houses right off of that first hole there yeah yeah they got shit laying all over like if i was just nonchalantly a piece of shit yeah i could walk through someone's backyard Take something or Easy. whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i'm not a nonchalant piece i was gonna of say shit. i'm glad you're not nonchalantly a piece of shit yeah <laughs> that's good um Let's switch gears here. Let's go back to Dylan. Fuck okay. <laughs> you are, uh, what was it like growing up for you? So, like in general or in school general? So, or yeah, 
based purely on race is what I'm oh, talking. Okay. Um, I mean, what did you feel like? So you're in an adopted family. You've got white siblings. You, your family adopted some more Filipino um, well, daughters. but I mean, a lot of friends and I, we would joke. They would call me... Uh, one of them would call me Starving Marvin for some reason or uh, Brown Ash. Mm. Um, all these, you know... Yeah, different racial names or whatever, and I was—I just grew accustomed to it. But uh, being older now, you, you see that's that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, no, growing up, I don't know. I like—I I just didn't feel like I fit in in a lot of places. I struggled with that, so I think that's why I became more of an independent person. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, I think that was a uh, uh, contributed to your introversion. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like drama. I hate, and you know, there's always drama when you have a bunch of friends or mm-hmm. whatever. So I try to stay stay clear of that. Um, there's, you know, there's healthy drama, though. There is healthy drama. Like, when I talk, and I think about, like, my friendship with Kyle, like, we bust each other's balls all the fucking time, mm-hmm. and we disagree on things, and it's just like, but we're able to, to, um, we always find our common ground. We know who each oh, other yeah. is. Yeah. You know, I've got another group of guys, fucking awesome dudes, and there's a lot of different personalities and like people who get, you know, easy one is vaxxers and anti-vaxxers. Yeah. It's like we yeah. have both of them in this group of guys, so we talk about it, and it's like it's not always the easiest conversation, but we all care about each other. Yeah, at the end of the day, you know? it's not going to change your thoughts on the other person. Yeah. So, like when you're growing up, if did you did you have like did you feel like you had like tight friends that you could trust? All the time? Um, yeah, I had, well, a couple neighbors. We were pretty close growing up. But then, you know, it's weird because you turn 18 or they turn 18 and we all go our separate ways. So mm-hmm. then it's like you kind of left in a spot where, well, here I am again, you know, mm-hmm. kind of by yourself in a way. Right. So, and I know that's how life works. It, that's just yeah. how it goes. I think and especially I, I never, I, I feel bad because I, and I know I got to do it more, but I don't reach out. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, I, no, I suck at it. Yeah, I'm terrible at that. It's the way I look at it. If you wanna, it's a two way street again. If you reach out to me, I'll reach out to you. You know, well, it's it, the hard part about that is when it, you're busy, right? Yeah. Oh so yeah. So if I take the two re- street mentality, well, Dylan didn't reach out. Why the fuck should I reach out? You know, it, it just goes downhill. It does. Well, yeah. If especially fucking dudes, it's like. Well, if he wants to talk to me, he'll talk to me. Well, if he wants to talk to me, he'll talk to me. Because it's like you don't ever want to, like, you don't want to feel like like you're going to reach out to someone and they're going to be like, no. Yeah. You, know? you don't rejected. want to be rejected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like that fucking sucks. Yeah. And then, and then it's like, but if we don't, like, act on our feelings, we're admitting we have feelings. It's like, bro, I miss you. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's fucking weird, bro. Mm-hmm. Why? You, know, you don't want to admit that either. Right. But at the same time, it's like you're sitting there going, dude. It'd be yeah. fucking so cool to talk to this guy again. I haven't seen him in, in months. And, but it's like, you know, it's like, it's fine. If he wants to talk to me, he talk to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think that men, we can take more uh, um, ownership of our own feelings and desires and say, I want to have my buddies, yeah. you know? And it's like, if they don't call me, fuck it, I'm going to call them. And if they don't want to talk, then fine. But it's like, at least I know that, like, I got a hold of them. I tried. You tried. Yeah. You made the effort. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I, I think there's a, I don't know what the fucking phrase is, but a lot of men suffer in silence. 
You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of men do. They want to find connection, but it's like it's not it's not as natural for men. And then and then there's always like that that thing where it's like, well, then you know, you're not like you can't get emotional about it. You can't show feelings, and it's like, well, fuck but that. But you can. Obviously. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like that's what it's about. Yeah, man. Since hanging out with you, I now say love you to three dudes. Two great friends of mine that I grew up with that I'm still great friends with, and you, Ike. Yeah. I, I've, if you told me growing up, hey, you see that core group of friends yet? You're going to tell them you love them? I'm like, uh, fuck, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when I tell my friends I love them, because it's like, it's like, they, it always just takes a second. It's like, uh, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, love you too, man. You know? But it's like it's it's foreign. Yeah. Do, it, for, it's for not dudes, so often. It's foreign. Yeah. I mean, even I don't know. I don't know about even with women. How often do women tell their I friends they say, love I each other? Yeah. I don't. Other you know? than family, I don't think I've yeah. ever heard my wife say "love you" to a friend. That's not family. Direct. Yeah. But it's, it's, we only fucking got this. Yeah. Right now, that's the way I look at it. So it's like, if if this is if this is it, I want you to fucking hear it. You know, I want you to know how much I care about you. You know, like, you're a huge fucking piece of my life. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't fucking see you again for six years, I love you. You know, it's it's like, I guess, kind of circling back a little bit to, like, my dad. Like, that's the way I am, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it was just like, I was different. But it's like, it's just who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, you can fucking tell people you love them, bro. Damn right. Well, so be honest. Yeah, I guess with with the L word, my one of them four, four letter words. Yeah. What no. is that? What is that word? Um. So like, growing up, I had a couple of cousins that we would hang out with, and or that I would hang out with, and we would in Mesomania, There's not a lot to do, so obviously we would get drunk and mm-hmm. party and yeah. stuff like that. But, Small uh, town shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but over the years, he actually, he got to a point where he had to go to rehab, which is good. And he went out to Cal- uh, California for rehab. And he straightened his life out. And we still communicated, you know, through text. We didn't have really talked on the phone, but we text. Um, but he recently just moved back with his to, to his mom. And, I mean, we've hung out a couple of times. And I'm glad because and he's in a much better place than he was when he left. Mm-hmm. So, and we have said, I love you to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that, that word for me is, it's a, I don't know. It's different that word. You mean you, you talk to it like it's taboo. Well, it's, it's just a different feeling, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. No, it's well, interesting. So yeah. with him, my question for you, I guess around that is like, you grew up with him. Yeah. Right. So was he that fucking dude that you could say anything to? Like you guys, maybe not back then, but now. Like yeah, talk about all the all the fucking shit, you yeah. know, the hard stuff. Yeah, that's what love is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, love is like is like someone you feel so safe with that you can talk about all the hard shit. Open up to you know, yeah. It's like you you don't you don't uh, you can be vulnerable with them. You know, like you got you can be human. You know, like you can say I'm weak sometimes, and and like him experiencing seeing him go through his weakness. And him coming back and honoring like the shit he went through, and then he's better. It makes you more comfortable because you know he's fucking real, right? Yeah, right. You know, it's it like kind of inspired me, you know, to be a better person. I guess. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's a hard word to say. It, and it genuinely say it. So I'm thinking. I could, I'm sorry, because I feel like some people just kind of throw it around. Like yes, it's, true, it's, for it's sure. Nothing, absolutely. You know? like, absolutely oh, hey, absolutely, I love absolutely, you, but absolutely. like, what do you, re- you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm thinking like, so you say, you were mentioning like, my family's pretty close. I don't tell my family, other than ironically, lately, my dad, that I love him. Oh, yeah. I've told Jamie if, a handful of times, but typically after something like hard. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a death or something like that. Not just uh not just as like you're leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when Ike and I leave, it's usually a hug and love your brother. Mm-hmm. Um lately with my dad, again, ironically, he says love you. Mm-hmm. I don't say I love you to my mom often. Uh I rarely say it to my sisters. And I don't know, that's just weird. And then when I when I married Sam or when I started dating Sam, their family Everywhere you go, when you leave, it's a hug and I love you. Mm-hmm. Like it's everywhere, everywhere. you go. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just weird sometimes. So Stephanie's dad, like, you know me, I hug, right? And that wasn't his MO. And I remember the first time I hugged him, it was like, he was super Steph. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, it was like, I was like, I don't know about this shit, <laughs> you know? And, and it's like, you, I know that I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say weird, but I'm just different that way. Mm-hmm. It's like, but, um, but now when I see him, he pulls me in for a hug, yeah. Oh yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like a trust thing, yeah. right? It's like, I'm trusting you with my vulnerability right now. Mm-hmm. So like if I, if I start to trust you and you fuck me, then the, the, trust this, right. this, is, a, this right. is a problem. Yeah. Right. You know? So it's like to, to like actually give somebody a hug. So like I think there's there's a lot of different kinds of hugs. There's like oh, yeah, the, the fucking side, yeah, side yeah. hug, you yeah. know, and then there's like the kneel down hug, and then there's like the lean over but your bodies aren't very close hug. And then <laughs> when I give Ike a hug, it's the tiptoe hug, and usually I'll put a leg up. <laughs> I the, can't wait to the see leg that. up tiptoe no. hug. <laughs> so then there's the one where the leg kicks back in the air. <laughs> there's that hug, but but like when I hug people, you hug them. I'm fucking hug them. Yeah, man. You know. And it's like, I remember my uncle made a joke about it one time because I didn't used to hug people that way, but I was so insecure with myself mm-hmm. that it's like, I didn't think people wanted to hug me, mm. you know? And, but it's like, but now it's like, if I want to hug somebody, I'll just fucking hug them. And, and what happens is, is like, I give long hugs because I think like the first like three or four seconds of the hug is that, is that you don't feel nothing. It's like the quick pat pat hug, you know, mm-hmm. but then like, I'll just leave my arms there. <laughs> And and I can feel people start to let go, <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, well, man, nah. we Get ain't it. done with this shit no. yet. <laughs> so then, but then what happens is they'll start to let go, and then they'll just fucking like melt, mm. like they'll mm. really hug, like. Um, it's kind of like when they take their, you know, you take their breath out, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, when you squeeze the breath out of them, they just kind of collapse into I, Ike's arms. <laughs> I did that to to a good friend of mine the other day because I haven't I haven't hugged her in so long. Uh-huh. And I gave her this big hug, and she's like, you're squeezing me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So um, that now you say love you after mm-hmm. seeing it. So my grandpa, you both know this. Yeah. We thought he was going to die, essentially. Yeah. Turns out he has a thing in his uh, mass in his brain, a mass on his heart, and he had a stroke. All this kind of fallen out collectively. So he was in home hospice so that we could at least see him because of COVID or whatever. And uh, 
I've never told him I love him. And so he's, you know, post stroke at home in his, in his chair, everyone's kind of coming in to see him and basically say your goodbyes. Cause we didn't know where this was going to go. And if you didn't know me, but you listen to this podcast, you know that my teenage years were interesting at best, a little rough, and he played a significant role in my life. Um, so for the first time, I was like, I just need you to know, and I just need to say it, that I love you. And it was just, it was it was hard to say, and I was really nervous to say it. And uh, and he, he's like, I love you too, and it was not Monotone? That, it was not that clear. <laughs> no, it was not monotone. Oh. And uh, I don't know, it was just a moment, I guess. But now, you know, thank God, but somehow miraculously, he's kind of recovering. Yeah. I mean, yeah. oddly, my wife said it looks like he's back from the dead and he's walking around with a walker and even without a walker and he's talking normally. Wow. It's, it's so crazy. And just a side note, it's so crazy when you are preparing for someone to die and you see them like on the verge of death mm-hmm. and they're ready to die. Like he was explicit, like I'm ready to go. 86 years, I'm, I'm done here. Yeah. Been great. And, uh, your your grandfather's story is so wild and um it's like, yeah. but now it's like so you see him now weekly or whatever just because fuck who knows what's gonna happen yeah, and you're right. gonna make that effort but it's like yeah i love you and and you do give those hugs and, it, and so it just progresses once it's said it's said yeah and it's not taboo to say it anymore it's not right. awkward to say it anymore that's my point and and on your note there too it's i didn't i don't know your grandpa that well but when i went to see him when he was at home and you know in bed i didn't know what else to say but I love you. Yeah. You know, I think I told you that. Yeah. Like, what do you say in that situation? Yeah, like, like, I'm here to say goodbye because you're going to die. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Like that was the mentality. The only thing yeah. I could think of is I love you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, um, we, as humans, like we really should love one another. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's like blood or no blood or, or best friends or no best friends. It's like, I think like at the, at the, at the bottom of it, if we if we actually expressed how we felt about one each other, about each other like that we really cared even though we're different like life would be oh, it would just it would just be so different mm-hmm. you know it wouldn't be like always questioning what someone else is thinking you know and we talked about that with that yeah. neuralink shit it's like it's like if you didn't have to spend your day trying to figure out what everybody else meant or what they're thinking or what they what they're feeling and all that shit and you were just like honest all the fucking time mm-hmm. It would be uh, uh, like, could you imagine two world leaders arguing over some fucking atrocity? And, so, and, and they were just honest, you know? It's like, well, we did this because of this. It's like, well, that's not cool because you can't do it because of that. It was like, well, because of this. And they were like, no, I can only tell him so many things and I can only ask him so many things and, or, or her. And this is like, it would just be a, such a fucking a weird world, but I think it would be so much better. Yeah. I think it would be so much better. Like, we just the conflicts would be so. I mean, there'd still be conflicts, but I bet you Not they'd, be over, they'd be over yeah. quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like with boys when you're kids. You know, you get a fight with your friend, right? Like one punch, one punch, motherfucker. I'm going home. I'm going home, and then the next day, day later, like, yeah. Hey, man, you want to go ride bikes? Right. <laughs> I just I that, got a new deck of cards. I want to put in my spokes. Yeah, that, that's kind of how it is with uh, you know me and Jamie. Obviously, every marriage, you know, you have your ups and downs, but. You know, that's how we are when we have our downs. We give it a, a day or two before we actually talk it out. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll say what we we want to say in the beginning, but then 
take a break and then take a breath. You know, a couple of days later, mm-hmm. we'll actually when we're both on the same level, come back and yeah, talk yeah. It through. Your fucking relationships are so fucking. Hard. They yeah. are. Oh my god. Yeah. So you okay? So hard relationships. You married my sister. That's hard. <laughs> that's a hard relationship. <laughs> hard. Right. She told me not to embarrass her, so I can't say anything. She doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't fucking listen. This doesn't matter. Um, so you're in a a mixed race marriage. Yeah. And you have a daughter who looks like you. Yeah. She looks Filipino, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Are there challenges that you that you recognize with that, or has it been pretty smooth sailing? I mean, minus, and we won't go into details, just for not to embarrass privacy. your sister. Not to <laughs> embarrass your sister, but you have a crazy fucking neighbor. Minus that. Oh, yeah. Minus that ordeal. Yeah, that bugs the hell out of me. Well, but, yeah, that, that, there's a um, mental issue there, though. So yeah. that's why we're not going to go into right. it. Right. Yep. Yep. But, we, we uh, can go. We can go surface for Ike because I kind of teed it up, and now I feel. Yeah. Bad. Now you. Now I'm he like, got to fill him in. What the fuck but, is going on? But anyways, uh, yeah, uh, there is. It's always a uh, uh, thought in the back of my head. You know, married to a white girl, mm-hmm. um, and how people perceive that. But I think I've always dated white chicks. Sure. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate yeah, to say no, it like no, that. No, but it's so good. So. I don't know. It's just, it does, but it, I don't, I try not to let it bug me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I know it's there. Right. Don't get me wrong. Like, do you feel with, with Nadia, your daughter, do you feel like you have to tee up any conversation as she gets older? I think, think with her, yes. Yeah. Especially in this day and age. I mean, you you hear a lot of these uh, human trafficking going on with kids in general, yeah. Yeah. you know, of all different races, really. Yeah. Um. But I think with her, especially being half Filipino, I think that's a little more important. Or, uh, I just think it's a little more important to uh, talk to her about it when sure. she gets older. Sure, just maybe an, a more targeted yeah. child. Yeah. What's Mezo like? Is Mezo very diverse? I, I like Mezo Mani because I know the people. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry about like... Talking to the wrong person or yeah, anything they, like that. You know them and they know you. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows my parents. And, yeah. You know, people drive by my house. I waved at everybody. And mm-hmm. whether, it, even if they drive by three or four times, I'm still waving. I get that from my dad, actually. Um, That's fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, like a, How a many, hick town. What's the population there? Oh, geez. Maybe two thousand. Okay. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Okay. Do you know where it is? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Fucking. There's a lot of cool shit in Mazo. Yeah. It's. Yeah. One of my favorite restaurants in this whole area is in is in Mazo. What's that? Wall Street. Oh, Bistro. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love that fucking place. place. Is so good, man. Yeah. God. Chicken fettuccine. Oh, they're. Oh, it's all homemade pasta, yeah, dude. She is so fucking good. My little sister used to work there. So oh when, no shit. Yeah, when she oh, worked man. there, I would go down there. Hey, hook me up with some free food. Oh my god, <laughs> this place fucking makes the best food. How did you hear about that place? Uh, it was a long time ago, um, and I was like looking for a cool restaurant uh-huh. to get away to um, on a date, and it was like. I'd never been there before, but it looked fucking cool. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, let's check that out. So we went there and it was just like fucking food. So the lady makes all of her own pastas. She makes all of her own bread mm-hmm. right there. And it smells so fucking good mm-hmm. in there. And the, yeah. and the, they make some really good drinks at the bar there. Yeah. And like, and the, and the people that own it are super cool. I think so, they live above it. Yeah. So yeah. He's, he's so a tax guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
Is yeah. it downtown? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's right downtown. By the, right by the flagpole. By yeah. downtown. The, yeah. the eight buildings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The eight buildings <laughs> in downtown. Well, exactly. I always thought Mesa was a cool little town, but like, so my kids, um, they used to go to that circus camp on the corner. Down oh, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, the, um, uh, uh, the aerial flying arts or some shit like that. There was yeah. this like circus camp. So um, my kids used to go to that. And then, um, and then, and maybe I saw it there once, but didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. But then the first time I came to have food there, and I haven't had food there in a couple of years, but fuck, their food is so good. Mm-hmm. So they've got a, I don't know if they still do this, they got a fucking dog, right? Yeah. In the yep. restaurant, right? And and I don't know if. All I, the time. I don't want to get them in trouble, but I'm going to say it. It was a fucking. So if we're in there, I was in there eating dinner one night, and I heard this, oh, and it was like. <laughs> fuck is that and it's like oh i like in my mind automatically i'm like oh the, well the door to the dishwasher probably squeaks when oh, and it's like oh and I'm like the fuck how many like we're there's only three tables in here you know and then and then like after we, we always stay like because it's a place you just want to stay forever mm-hmm. right you yeah. sit there and eat forever so we're sitting there and we're eating drinking and talking and all of a sudden this fucking dog comes out into the restaurant and it comes over and it's like Not wants you to pet, yeah. pet it and stuff. And it's like I got a picture of my buddy scratching his dog's ass while we're eating dinner. <laughs> and it's just like this is not up to code. <laughs> this, this is the yeah, frown upon. Yeah, but it's like it. It's like it's, it's just a homey part, feeling. Yeah, though. it's part of the atmosphere. Yeah. Well, they need to call that one chick we were talking about who fucking gets people in and out of restaurants quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to talk to her. Yeah. Well, no, they got a good thing going. It's, no, I wouldn't change it. Though. Yeah. No, it's like. There's it's actually a story about that with that dog. Uh, so behind that whole strip there, there's a buddy of mine who's lived there forever. And he actually, when I was growing up in my, 20, in my early 20s, when I got kicked out of my parents, I, uh, after moving back from Madison, I, uh, he, I lived in his living room. So he would go out of town and he had a, a red-nosed pit bull, so I would house sit for him. And he was a good dog. I like pit bulls mm-hmm. as long as they're trained you know yeah right but anyways one morning uh the dog's name was nala i would take nala with me for a car ride without a leash you know we just go straight to the car which is fine Mm -hmm. but there was one morning i get out and nala gets out and that dog was nala must have smelt it or something but Mm -hmm. was directly towards that dog and attacked it oh shit so but i mean the dog was fine maybe a couple March or something mm-hmm. like that, but uh, she actually had to call the cops on me, which I get it, you know. Yeah, I get it. But dog off leash. Yeah, yeah. and and it just attacked her. Dog. Rightfully yeah. so, and I get that, but that's just the story behind yeah. behind that. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's a super cool place. Yeah, and, yeah, I'm, I'm glad the dog is okay. Yeah, you, it's a it's a really cool date night. Yeah, place. yeah. Sam and I were just talking that we need to find a sitter and just have a date night. Yeah, I think they're only open like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Yeah. And it's like during, yeah, because he does taxes during tax season. Sometimes they're not even open then because right. it's busy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's. There's also a new place that uh, just recently within a couple of years opened up down there. It's It used to be a bed and breakfast, but now I think it's, I forget the name of it, but you can go there and they have, uh, for the COVID, they have like domes, those Plastic oh, dogs. really? Mm. Yeah. You can sit out there and eat. You know, you're all mm. isolated. They're using that PPP money, baby. I'll, I'll, have, right. to, I, I'll right. have to think of the name of it I, or find the name yeah. of it and let you know. But there's, yeah, there's a few good, rec- the old feed mill. Oh, yeah. Um, Gordon's. I I worked at Gordon's my whole high school pretty much. And I, you've had their food. Chicken. Yeah. 
I mean, every time I go by Gordon's, I think of a knockoff Culver's. Oh, definitely. Well, right? like, well, that's exactly well, what that's I think what it is. Well, it was, it was like a cousin of Craig Culver's. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, like, literally oh, yeah. the sign. It's the same blue oval. And it just says Gordon's yeah. instead really? of Gordon's. It used to be a drive-in, like a truck and drive-in. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. now it's just... Uh, but it's the same style food. It's the same style food, yeah. 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 Basically the same menu. Less menu, but the same. Yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. food. I like it. Yeah. They, uh, so, okay... Crazy neighbor. Oh, yeah, yeah, Without yeah. going into detail. So That's you have a neighbor, and he clearly has a mental illness. And what's, what's where you can't control what you say? Tourette's. Tourette's. Yes, Tourette's, schizophrenia, by um, Asperger's. Yep. yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so there, lately, it's like in the past couple of months, dude, uh, if we go outside in the back in our yard, he will come out on his deck or front porch and say some mean things racial mean things Mm -hmm. and tell us to get back in the house yeah and like he's yelled i know he's yelled at jamie for marrying you and essentially having a mixed race child and shit like that and it's just the stuff this dude dude. says it just sounds insane so oh sorry go ahead yeah but uh last weekend or the weekend before there was a time Jamie was sitting in our living room. We had our windows open. And he was yelling at Jamie through the windows for Jamie sitting on the couch. Yeah. So, so again, the, clearly mental illness here. Right. right. Yeah. And we get all that. So and is he live by himself? No. Oh, he lives with his mom. His mom oh, and dad. Okay. But, uh, and this is a grown man, though. He's like 28. Yeah. 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 But uh, so Jamie, we document all whatever happens. We document mm-hmm. everything. But Jamie's like, I, you know, I have to call somebody to get this reported so she called absolutely she called the non-emergency and they took it you know jamie said what was going on uh-huh. so then the following day the cop went over there and you know talked to him and we we're on good vibes with uh the parents yeah you, you it, to be fair and, and not to interject but you've tried everything you've talking to this guy's mom yep you're, you're on in regular communication just letting him know but it's I mean, I know last time we were over there, it was like, we can't even let Nadia outside. Right. It's it's that bad. It, yeah, that's that's harassment. It is. And, it, and it's unfortunate that it's due to a mental illness, but at the end of the day, harassment is harassment. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, something's got to be done either to get the guy some help or, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a mental health yeah. person. Neither am I. But, yeah. but it's, like, it's like you're doing the best you can, but at the end of the day, it's like, I can't imagine what that feels like. Your quality of life has got to be so much lessened if you can't let your daughter outside. Right. You know, it's like you're, you're fearful of what she might hear or experience from this from this person who who needs some help. So it's like you had a buddy of yours who went through rehab. You know, I'm sure he went through rehab because he was fucking up his life and probably everybody that loved him, you know. So it's like you got to – what kind of process is there for somebody like that? Right. You know, it's like I'm sure his parents are like, that's their kid. You know, they're good. And so, you know, after that, the cop went over there and talked to him. The cop called Jamie and said that they spoke to him. And her, it sounded like her or his parents were actually relieved that we did that. Because mm. I know there's been times when we hear her mom or his mom say, you're going to get the cops called on you. You know, one of these times you mm-hmm. are. And, you know, that was a couple weeks ago that we heard that so we let it go we let it go but then it's you know there's a a point where you have to do something Mm -hmm, you have to well and the fact that it's all 
from what I know, it's all racial shit. Yeah, it is. And shit like that bugs me. But we, I told Jamie, because Jamie, like, she wants to say shit back to him. Like, no, don't, because you don't know what he's capable of. I don't want him, like, right. Well, and don't poke a bear. Yeah, don't provoke him anymore. Well, and then, yeah. And then it's like, you know, are, are you any better than him then? Yeah, right, you know, exactly. Like yeah, it, you got to rise above yeah, the situation. You got to rise above the situation. That's yeah. that's the way to do it for sure. It, his, I wonder what it's like for his parents. Like, um, I'm sure it's not easy. They're living with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and like what kind of communications he have with them. And I mean, you it, can hear, and like, there's the times in the winter when I was shoveling the sidewalk that's not really close to their house, but I, I can see it. Mm-hmm. You can I can hear him banging on the door because I'm out there shoveling, or banging on the window or something because he's pissed off that I'm out there shoveling, mm. and I, so they live in a duplex, and on the other side is the owner of the duplex. So I'm sure he probably hears just as much. Oh yeah, you know yeah. it's like that's tough. Man. I, that's a yeah, tough situation. It is. I'm really but, sorry. But and, and and the reason I prefaced like. The, uh, again, it's just clear that he has some kind yeah. of shit going on. So right. I, and yeah. I didn't want to get. Too many details, but I teed it up like a fucking little kid fucking playing baseball. So I figured we had to tell it. That's why that's why I have a TV in the garage. So I just hang out in the front and you just chill in your garage. Chill in the garage and watching audio. It's real though. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean at at the end of the day, like fucking mental health is real. Yeah. And and like in in like neighbors are real and like we all have these experiences. Like, you know, it's like everybody's had like a a off little bit off kilter neighbor. You got you you have a crazy neighbor? Or have had. Let me say have had. I had a neighbor that poisoned my dogs. Oh, oh my fuck. god. When I was a kid. Wow. Yeah. We lived back behind this trailer park. And so I was like, I was a this is why you don't let little kids get fucking dogs. I want a dog so bad. And like my uncle's dog had puppies and my dad's like, All right, you can have a dog. So I had a dog and she got pregnant because we didn't get her spayed. And, and then she had like fucking 12 puppies or something crazy like that, right? And so I would go to school and there's my dog and all these puppies in the backyard. And yep, 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 yep. All oh, fucking right. day, right? Well, right. we live right by this trailer park. And uh, fuck, this is a fucked up story. I don't know if anybody wants to hear this, but we'll see. Um, it, I'll preface this. If you're listening right now and uh, I'm about to say some shit that like is real and it happened. So that's why I'm going to say it, but it's going to be graphic. fucking graphic. It's tragic. Um, so uh, I came home from school one day and like the fucking dogs were quiet. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Right. So I, I go back in the backyard and like, like half, I have like three or four of the dogs are fucking dead. I'm talking puppies. I'm talking like yep. about the size of like a, a football, like a like a loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like what the fuck? And I turn around and there's this this little puppy, and it's like dragging his back legs behind itself. And it's like what the fuck, you know? And so, um, and so like they're over by the fence, and and like there's like I could smell something. You know, and it's like, I didn't know what it was, but I could smell something. I was in high school and it was like, I didn't even think about it at the time that, that they got poisoned, but I could smell something. Mm-hmm. And they're all, every one of them was just, was like half alive, oh, fucking man. half alive. So my dad was like, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You know? And he's like, well, you gotta, you gotta put them out of their misery. So I had to take them all and put them in this big box and put them in my truck and grab my 22 
drive out to the fucking woods and dig a hole and I had to I had to kill him. Mm-hmm. And like I fuck I cried. God, oh, I cried I'm so yeah, fucking dude. hard. I'm sure. fucking yeah. Hard. Now a kid. It was like all these and it was like that's why I say don't let your little fucking kids get dogs. <laughs> Because, like, the, all these babies trusted me. Yeah. yeah. Like, their life was in my fucking hands, and I was I was a fucking baby, basically. You know? And it's like, I go to school, and I go hang out with my friend, and, like, all these fucking dogs are barking all day long in the backyard. My dad worked hard all day long. He didn't want to take care of dogs. And it was just like, you know, and it's like all of a sudden, it got real fucking real yeah. for me what it meant to have a dog. You know? It's, like, real fucking real. And so, and I know it's affected me my whole life. Oh, I yeah, know. dude, that yeah. story alone yeah. sounds fucking. Well, did you ever find out who did it? No, no, no. What no, a no, piece no. of shit. Yeah, no. no it's, it's like that's when, terrible. when my kids wanted dogs, it's like you're not getting a fucking dog till you can take care of a dog. Mm. Trust me. Like this is it. And, and it's like, and I like I'm going way overbound. You know, yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. I, I. But at the same time, it's like that's my my it's, memory. That's the yeah. reason why. Yeah. So. That's yeah. Hard. It's just like. Like we want a dog and Lincoln wants a dog. But we, like, even if we didn't have Lincoln, we wanted a dog. Right. Like yeah. we're going to want it. We want a dog. Yeah, so. Exactly. But you're adults and you, yeah. you're like, you're mature enough to understand what a dog needs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. at, even though, like, someone might see it as, oh, you're getting a child a dog. Or we right. might, quote, play it off as we're getting our child oh, a dog. Yeah. We're oh. getting ourselves, like, we want that, our, yeah. a dog for ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, man. I so I used to work at a vet clinic, and like even unintentional poisonings, like your dog gets into rat poison or something like that. Yeah, that shit's Terror. you. Yeah, it's it's downhill, and no, I won't get any. I won't get in that. There, there, there's cases where you can, okay, for sure, but it's hard. Yeah, and, and your sure. dog's gonna go through some shit. And yeah. if it's and if it's not timely enough, like I said, he came back from school. Like if you're not in it within a very short amount of time you're, you're not gonna fix it yeah so we'll get off the graphic shit because that's that's heavy that's heavy, heavy shit sorry guys was, no you're yeah. fine <laughs> we had a when we lived in appleton we had a duplex and uh if i ever own a duplex i will purposely buy a duplex that does not have this our driveway it was like a two-car garage driveway and each side got one car garages if oh, that makes sure. sense yeah so the driveway was right. essentially yeah. one yeah. driveway with yeah and it split from there and uh, she had dogs too, and the walls, you could, they're always fucking barking, and we just listened to them all the whole time. But for winter, I remember sometimes I'd purposely, like, oh, I'll just do both parts of the driveway because yeah, I'm out sense. there and being yeah. nice. Yeah. But then there'd be other times where, like, okay, if you have a shared driveway and you're only going to do your half of the driveway, nicety would say fucking blow the snow into your your own yard yeah, your yeah, yard, yeah right. not in the other person's driveway and she would always fucking do really shit. Yeah, oh fuck piss me off that was. dude that's some bullshit right there or Cause uh, it's like because it's conscious yep. yeah or like where like or her garbage can so the way we did it like the garbage cans all like stayed outside like between the two garage doors so yeah. basically in the middle and she'd always fucking move our garbage can and put hers in a certain spot and it was just like what the what is it with fucking people like that? Like, like they can't fucking just go to the neighbor and it just fucking talk. Right. Well, and if it, like at, we were young, fuck, we were oh, young. right, yeah. Like it, like now I would just walk over, and like you got a fucking problem. Like, what? Right. Can we talk about this? And I yeah. wouldn't say fucking. I would yeah. be nicer, but 
She kept blowing the if she if I was an adult if she would have kept doing the snow oh, thing. Oh, you can mm. bet your ass there'd be twice as much snow. On that <laughs> oh yeah, so. yeah, fucking eye for an eye, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's how it goes. I, mean. so. I would think like my adult self would be like I would just take one extra swipe off of their side. Cause then, cause then it would be like that's mid, my mid my Midwest mm-hmm. nice coming out of me. Mm-hmm. Like you could pick like the fucking line. Like I could say I'm not touching anything more than this line. But if I took one extra swipe, then there'd be no fucking questions on whether or not I was doing my fair share. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, sure. it's like when well, it wasn't. A, I don't think it wasn't a fair share. Like her whole side was blown our way. Or like, or she she's going down the middle. Like if you can even, like even in a one car wide driveway. Like with a small snowblower, you got to make four or five passes oh, yeah. on oh, both yeah. sides of the yeah. middle Easy. of that driveway. Yeah. So like it, it's ten passes, let's say. Yeah. Like it, so she might just walk down the middle of her driveway, but still five passes are coming on my side, fuck and me. then five are going on hers. It's like fuck that. Come hey, on, brother, I broke the seal. I got to go again. All right, we're gonna All take right. a quick break. We'll be right back. How many how many puppies do they have? Like how many dogs do they breed, or how many yeah, puppies how many, does a dog? How many dogs do they breed? Uh, they have. They have main dogs in uh, Menasha, which is close to Appleton, which is where Sam got to know right. this breeder. Mm-hmm. Um, Minneapolis and Montana. Wow. Okay. So they're they're like line. They have like four or five like males, and then they have um, probably ten to twelve females. Isn't that so strange? Like when we really think about it, that like these dogs' existence. Is there to breed and sell puppies? Yeah, like, yeah, and it, like not to get twisted about it, but no, it's no, no, no. How, how do how do you think the dog feel? You know, like yeah, and <laughs> there's certainly a difference between a quality breeder. Who oh yeah, overwork for sure. Their dog versus like a puppy mill, right? Mm-hmm. Right, so. for sure. And 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 I and I trust. I mean, I believe you guys. Like you guys did your homework. Yeah, you, like you, it, there's you know there's the literally two breeders in this specific breed that my wife considered. Yeah, in the state. Yeah. So we're one of, you know, we, we have certain standards. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's just an interesting concept. Yeah. You know, but it's like, that's what the fucking, you know, same with zoos and shit like that. You know, it's like they, they have animals in there so they can make other animals, you know, yeah. that's like their thing. And, and hopefully them from existing or in from between they get to have a good life. Yeah. So, so when you say puppy meal, mill, does that, does that feel like, or does that sound like a negative because I've heard... That's super negative. That's oh, yeah. Super, that's, that's, Puppy mill is ma- major negative. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a mill is good. like... a mill. Uh, the connotation is that a mill is just something that pumps shit out as fast as they can oh, make it. You know, money. it's like like a lumber mill or like a like a uh, a dog food mill or like a yeah. factory. You mm-hmm. know, like like it's just like trying to make as much money as you possibly can without caring about anything other yep. part of the process. So like if, if you're a, a, like a f- female dog, if they can, let's just say on a calendar year, get pregnant three or four times, they're going to get pregnant three or four times at a mill. Yeah. Whereas like maybe a breeder is going to give them a rest and maybe they're just going to do once a year on that, that animal or mm-hmm. twice a year. Max, I, I guess, are they still around puppy mills? Yeah. I, I oh, mean, oh I, for sure. Yeah. yeah for sure. There, okay. I didn't know if, was it a puppy mill or a puppy research thing that was research that came up and I think it was, was a puppy research thing around here. Yeah. Yeah. In Sauk County. Yeah. I think it went through. I think it got voted approved and I know there's, a lot of people were petitioning against it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But yeah, the puppy mills are fucking sad. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, it's, it's somebody's fucking house and there's fucking dogs everywhere and, and mm. it's just not clean, not yep. sanitary. The dogs aren't taken care of. They don't have all their shots. Nope. They're literally just 
having puppies to sell them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the whole, the industry, the dog selling and buying industry is fucking crazy how big it is. Yeah. When you, like, if you still read a paper and you look at the classifieds and you see all the fucking dogs for sale, it's like thousands of dollars for these yep. dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, holy shit, you know? I, so I'll, I'll be super transparent. So, um, I told you we're looking at two breeders for this breed dog. Now you can find this breed dog, um, in the $500 range and you can find it on up we, the, the dog we're looking at is priced at like $2,400 for this specific breed. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I, again, I feel like you get like my wife does a research on this. Like we're getting genetics, we're getting non-puppy mill, we're getting temperament, mm-hmm. we're getting everything we're looking for. And so when you have a reputable breeder, like, yeah, you might be paying a premium. That's kind of outrageous for a dog, frankly. Like that's an outrageous number for a dog. But we're getting things that we can are, are insured with yeah. it. Well, you're, um, it's like it, it deals with, with health too, like long-term yeah. health, yep. good hips, yep. all that shit. Yep. You know, because like puppy mill dogs, oftentimes you'll spend maybe 500 to to 1000 on a puppy mill dog, but then all of a sudden you find out they got bad hips, they got distemper, yep. they got, and they're going to cost you thousands more in medical yeah. bills mm-hmm. just to get them healthy. So, well, my parents, Malibu, uh, their dog, Malibu, she's a puppy mill dog. Oh, for really? Sure. Mom didn't know that. So, my mom didn't know that. Um, my fucking mom. <laughs> she didn't know that when she went to go look at this dog. And then when she found, when she got there, it was very clearly a puppy mill. Okay. And at that point, A, she was invested in getting a dog, and B, she thought she was going to save, quote unquote, the dog. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, look at how long Boo's lived, though. Yeah, you know, you know, so. How long ago was that? Here's here's a fucked up thing. So my parents had two dogs. Jaeger, who was a field spaniel. And I, I, I'm going to doubt, unless you know, what, unless you're a dog person, you know what a field spaniel is. Um, cause they're really not common and my dad wanted a very not common dog and he wanted to pheasant hunt with him. So a field spaniel is essentially a mix between, it's a larger cocker spaniel. So if you think a mix between maybe a springer spaniel and a cocker spaniel mm-hmm. and you blend those two okay. really droopy ears, about 40 pounds stands, maybe two feet tall, stub tail, stub tail, um, really handsome dog i mean he was the bomb giggity my boy awesome so he was an expensive dog because he was a purebred he was reputable breeder etc and there and you can't find him sydney our golden expensive dog purebred sam actually knew the doctor who owned the mom um both of those diet dogs died of random cases uh and at a very young age. So Jaeger had Jaeger had some blood disease where basically his body started eating certain blood cells and uh you couldn't fix it. You could try and give him blood infusions. So he like we noticed he was dying or something was wrong. He went into VES emergency vet service. They found out this blood disease and that his blood was eating these certain cells. They tried to do a blood transfusion and it didn't work. And basically he just like in four days was dead. Holy shit. It happened really quick. It happened really quick yeah. and fuck, my dad was on a business trip yeah. and it was it was not a good situation. Um but so there's a case of this like you said you get these health things. Well, 
purebred dog, good breeder, expensive dog, less known Still breed. Still had the health things. Had a weird health thing. Sydney, purebred golden. Um, fuck, seven years old, mass on her heart, collapsed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, even with that, you didn't get that. And then you talk about Malibu, this puppy mill mutt. She's, what, fucking 11 or 12 and just doesn't shut the hell up. Yeah, right. So <laughs> Ankle biter. Not, and, I, and, and, I, and I'm just certainly not promoting puppy mill dogs. Well, I'm just saying that well, here's the thing, though. fucking crazy. There's yeah. something about growing up tough. Like, you know, we talk about this whole coronavirus shit, like having a tough immune system and, and like, being through some shit when you're young. Like fucking playing in the dirt and eating bugs and all that shit, and you get hurt and you fall down, and you get back up, and you just like you it creates a toughness. Mm. So maybe like a puppy mill dog, if it's not like where they have the the hip stuff and all that stuff, but it's like it's just a mutt. Mm-hmm. They're used to like having the fucking they have the grit to to live, you know. Where it's yeah. not not saying that your dogs didn't, but like there's like something about it. Like it's I think it's maybe because it's like that's how humans are. Yeah, you know, you're right. There's some tough old motherfuckers out there that grew up hard, and you'd think, like, look at Keith Richards. Everybody's Ooh. waiting for him to die. Everybody thinks, you know, he's abused his body. Yeah, Richard. I don't know who Richards. that is. Keith Richards? Yeah. Rolling Stones? Oh, okay, okay, oh. yeah. <laughs> fuck. Like, I've listened to the Rolling Stones, but I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, but it's like, there's something about, like, having a hard life when you're growing up that makes, I think, stronger. people and animals tough oh yeah that's a fucking cool dog yeah man holy shit dude what's that called a field a field spaniel field spaniel holy shit that looks like something out of england like that the royal family would have he's fucking cool dude we pheasant hunted it with him all the time yeah it looks fucking beautiful that's an awesome he would chill in my parents pool so my parents have an above ground pool (laughs) and they have this stupid like floaty thing with a net in it and he would he didn't want to swim (laughs) <laughs> but he wanted to hang out, so he'd literally sit in this net floaty thing and just chill and yeah. float around in the pool. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was fucking like, cool. Was he like, was leg his, his legs dog. hanging in the water? Like his front legs are over the end of this thing and he's just, his oh. ass is in the water. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find a picture. Now I'm reminiscing. Yeah. I'm reminiscing, which is a bad thing because my parents got this dog. They wanted a dog. I picked out the dog. I named the dog. Oh. He was my dog essentially until I went to college and then became my dad's dog. So, so that's why his name is Jaeger. Yeah, I named him. So my parents name all their dogs after booze. Oh, okay. So they had a brandy. Okay. Uh, we got Jaeger. Then my they got the puppy mill dog Malibu, mm-hmm. and then uh, they have a cat Scotch. No, no brand name on that. Just Scotch. <laughs> thanks okay. to your sister for that. Cat, yeah, thanks to way. my sister on that one, because she got a cat and then moved back home and then moved out and left the cat. Oh, <laughs> and then, oh. I, and then oh. I met Jamie, and she had another cat, and now that cat is still with us. Yeah, now you still have that cat. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Scotch, huh? Yeah, man. Interesting. That's kind of fun, though. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, it's it's something. Um, I think Sam and I were talking like we like going from for uh city names. So she inherited her grandpa's coon dog, who is Madison. Okay. And then obviously when we got Sydney, we named her Sydney. Uh, so now from Australia, ba- we didn't get her from Australia. I know, but, but I mean that's yeah, the yeah, name. Yeah. That's where you got the name. Well, from. it was twofold. See, we had to go with the city theme because we had committed to that. Yeah, I'm we're Crosby, and so Sydney Crosby, the hockey player. Uh, so, oh, 
okay. it's spelled like the city of Sydney, but in my back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, Sydney Crosby. Thank you. <laughs> so there's a there's also a Sydney, Canada, on Vancouver Island. Yeah, see, it's so a it's fucking cool little town. It works all the way around, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to find this picture. I don't know why I'm spending so much time. You guys should talk. Yeah, well, oh. well, I just I think it's interesting, like with mutts, and and like how um. There's like a, uh, you, there's like a, I, I feel like oftentimes there's like a super loyalty with mutts and, and they're, they're just tough and they, you know, they live longer than you think they're going to live and they got limps and weird eyes and shit, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you know, but it's like, they're just fucking tough. And it's like, I think there's uh there's something to that about life that if we grow up in, in like a perfect situation and perfect scenario and, and then, um, and it's like, we don't. It's like we don't survive as well, you know. It's like it's like a life is harder for um for people who grow up with a really easy life. Oh yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's like um Stephanie and I talk about this, where it's just like the things that like that uh, young people right now struggle with. They from from like an older person's perspective, it's like I I don't understand why that's so fucking hard because it's like that's like in the grand scheme of things, that's nothing. But to them. It is something big because they haven't had to deal they with an experience. Yeah. Lot. It's like the hardest thing like that I've ever had to do is way harder than the hardest thing they've had ever had to do. So when they come across something like that's the hardest thing they've ever had to do, the emotion is still the same mm-hmm. as, as like the hardest thing I ever had to do, you know? And, and so it's like, it's just a whole different generation of, of people who like, that's their future. Like and and they're figuring out what their world looks like in this world that's like things are way easier. Than yeah, they, we were talking about that before. Yeah, it's like how everything nowadays is easier for the generation. But they don't see it that way. No, they don't. No, and, no, you're and it's right. not yeah. their fault. No, you know, it's just because that's how they grew up. Yeah, they grew up with a with a with a supercomputer in their hands yeah. and 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 like you know. Bottle of water wherever they wanted it and lattes and yeah. shit like that, you know. Everyone needs a latte. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, how many how many kids nowadays when they graduate high school or, or when they get their driver's license, their parents go buy them a car. Oh god, it's you almost know? like an automatic thing yeah. nowadays. And and it's like before it's like if you, you wanted a car, it. you had to go you had to go get a job and earn earn your car. Like I know kids who started working when they were 13, 12 years old so they could save up enough money for when they got your license ahead of time. Because their parents are like, well, you want a car, you got to go buy a car. You want gas money, you got to get a job. You got to pay for insurance. You got to pay for tires. All that shit that, um, now I will say my dad helped me with my insurance when I was in high yeah. school. Um, but uh, it I was, think that was pretty basic, though, with a lot. Yeah. You know, parents, with the insurance part of it. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I only had to pay for gas. Yeah. But, um, like after the car. Yeah. Yeah. Now my parents helped buy a car. Yeah. We contributed. We both contributed. But you had you had some skin in the game. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of hand me down vehicles. Yeah. Um, and then uh, on top of that, though, how many kids do you think nowadays can drive a manual stick shift? Yeah, we've or, talked oh, about this. Right? <laughs> it's like I know yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's how I learned. You know. It's, yeah. I don't drive one now, but I kind of miss it. I do too. But I was almost tempted. I was like, fuck, I just want to drive a stick for a while. Is yeah. Connor around? I need to call him up and just be like, hey, man, can I just drive your car for 10 minutes? 
that car you wouldn't drive for 10 minutes you'd you'd like i'll be back in an hour <laughs> i'm gonna go for a roadie i'll be right back he's, three hours yeah later. <laughs> he's got a fucking hot ass mustang gt oh yeah it's fucking cool it's nice. a cool car he so last night was out of motion yeah, in the yeah, Dells, yeah. and um he was uh he was stressing. He said he wasn't, but I know he was. If he's listening, I saw it in your face. <laughs> he he wanted to take his car to Automotion, um, but uh, he um, he had a headlight out, and you don't go to Automotion with a headlight out, right? Because you're gonna get pulled over. I was gonna over. say the exactly. cops just lie in the fucking streets up they're, there. They're all over the fucking place. Yeah, they're all over the place. So. Um, but he got his headlight in last night. He got, he, I asked him cause I saw his car was gone when I, I had gone out of motion. We hang out, watch some cars go by and stuff, eat some dinner. And then we come home and then he went later and, uh, I asked him about his headlight. He's like, yeah, he's like, I kind of got some piece of shit ones to kind of work. He says, but it's legal. So it's yeah, all, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. I, I'm there. I'm doing it. So, but yeah, automotion is so different than it used to be. Do you go to automotion when you were young? Uh, it's probably mid twenties. Okay, because so. it used to be all just old cars. Older cars. Yeah. yeah. Now, what is it now? Like, it's a lot of pickup trucks. Um, a lot of like Nissan Zs and mm. and Honda Civics See, and Subarus. No. So is the premise that you just bring your car? Yeah, and cruise. And cruise, or just have it chilling. Yeah. So like, there are specific areas like Noah's Ark and Mount Olympus and like wilderness. They all have car shows. Okay. Where you go and you get your car like rated and shit, you know? Rated? Yeah. Like, like they score your car oh, sure, and you sure, have sure, winners sure. and shit like that. Um, in categories, I'm in, assuming. Yeah. In different categories. But like, um, and then like all those, oh, what a big sweetie. I was just chilling. Sorry. Took me forever to fucking find that. That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, they have categories, and but it used to be that after the car shows, everybody in their old cars would go and cruise the strip. Sure, you know, so you'd see all these super fucking cool old cars. Mm-hmm. Well, then like everybody that was coming to the show, like when they started having new kinds of like categories for cars, like um, like uh jacked up pickup trucks and four-wheel drives and then um that's a category huh yeah it is <laughs> is it really i think so yeah like best, soup, the soup. best three inch lifted truck yeah lifted trucks and wow. stuff and then there's like the cars with the little bumblebee exhaust on them you know oh. like the little subarus and the yep. civics and the, and Fast like, and the furious style. yeah that kind of that kind of start style and so now it's like mostly that mm. it's mostly big diesel trucks Mm. Um, and then, and then a lot of like fast and furious style cars. And then, uh, and then every once in a while you see like an old sweet Camaro go by or, or like a Chevelle yeah. or like a Gran Torino. That's what, you, that's what you want to see. Yeah. GTOs. That's what you want to see. Yeah. 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 Right. Like, yeah, I don't, so, well, I will say some of the other cars are fucking cool. Well, no, no, no. no yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't, so you can see them if you go to the show. So you get to see those cars still, if you go to the show, but they don't cruise them down the street, but I wouldn't either. Because, like, there's so many fender benders and shit that happen. So many accidents. Because the fucking strip is packed. It's wall-to-wall cars. It takes, like, two and a half hours to make a circuit. From, basically, from, uh, you know, in Lake Dalton, um, where that uh, four-way is, where the old Denny's Diner is. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and there's, like, a Ducks thing there, too, I think. So, from there down to, I think, it's Mount Olympus. 
and back. Like that's kind of the that's kind yeah, of that's the, the strip. The they cruise back and forth. Okay. And it's um and it's like like you'll see like a car go by, and then like two hours later you'll see it coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a long, long. Well, now strip. I think they expand even more. Like so, we live on a road that's kind of a main shoot or can be an, a main shoot to Devil's Lake. There's a shit ton of cars that drove by yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, like, if I was taking my car to a car show, like, there's only so much you're going to do right like, till til the car show starts or whatever. So I'd fucking cruise, yeah. right. you know, yeah. take it to the hills and go through some fun runs or whatever. Especially on a day like yesterday. Oh, it was, yeah, it was gorgeous yesterday. Yeah. Perfect. Gorgeous. Yeah. So we, when, when Connor was here, we were talking about, like, dream cars. And you, I forgot what you had mentioned. You had mentioned two. 69 Camaro. Okay, okay. Let's just go with that. So if you had a 69 Camaro, mm-hmm. would you drive it? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just not in an auto motion. I, w- I would. Like, would you I'd take it for a weekend cruise? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, that's, I, would, I would have a, a, well, we talked about this. Like, I'd, I wouldn't want to walk by it. Right. If I, if I had a weekend and it's like, I, there's a reason I have it. I want to fucking drive it. So if I couldn't drive it, I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want to yeah. just look at it. I don't like the like they like call them garage garage queens or something like that. Yeah. I, I it's not like I don't think that's my style. Is that the term garage queen? I know a safe queen for like guns that people don't. Yeah, shoot. it's like a garage queen. Yeah. yeah, or a lawn ornament. Lawn ornaments, yeah. yeah. But it's like if they're that nice, you don't want to get them out in the you don't leave them in right. the sun, you know, and all that shit. Yeah. You know, you just gotta keep like my brother um, in Texas. He had this Mustang that was. Fucking sick, super ridiculous. He he put like fifteen thousand dollars into engine mods and all this stuff, and it just sat in his garage. Mm. And he was like, and he called it his garage queen. And I remember we were down there one time, and he's like, "I'm like, well, fucking start it up." He's like, "You want to hear it?" It's like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> fifteen thousand dollars into that son of a bitch. I want to hear it. You know, we didn't drive it. Yeah. He just opened up the garage door, started it, sounded awesome, but then he. Shut it back down. He had NOS in it. Oh. Like yeah, if you're not gonna drive it, what's the point of having NOS yeah, in there? Exactly. Right. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like it's it was, I I bet if he if he was here, he would say it was a lot of fun. Sure. Getting it to the point where it was. All the little add-ons and getting it just perfect so it's the most badass fucking car he could ever dream of building. But then once he's built it and he starts having kids mm. and he's like, It's not his daily dream. He's not gonna drive to the grocery store. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Take the kids in it. Right. <laughs> For me, it totally depends. Like, and that's why. So mine was a 60s Corvette. And um, I feel like I'd almost. If it was all original and like pristine and I had the money. Like if I fucking had the money, which I have that car, I have the money. <laughs> I would just get a fucking another one that's maybe got a rebuilt motor in it or something like that. But still has the body style. Just one you can drive around and not Casually be worried about. Drive, and then still yeah. have my garage clean. Yeah. For what? I don't know, because one that's all original. I don't know. You don't want to fuck it up. He wants he to be that person. I know. I And we've covered this <laughs> shit. Yeah. We've covered this shit. I don't know. Maybe I just wouldn't get the all original one. I Yeah. I, I mean, I I would think just that. Just get looked down at by the purist. Like, oh, fuck <laughs> that thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, there's plenty of people out there. I'm sure if they saw you driving that car, they'd be like, why are you driving that car? It's yeah. like, when, like those sneakerheads. People spend thousands of dollars on pairs of Jordans and they'll wear them. <sighs> And people are like, what the fuck are you doing wearing them kicks, man? You can't mm-hmm. wear those shoes. It's like, why the fuck do I got them? True. You know, it's like, but then they get a scuff on them and they lose their fucking mind, right? Ah. 
Yeah. Could could you spend that much money on a pair of shoes? No. Fuck no. I no don't way. Know. Like what kind of money are we talking about here? Uh, I don't thousands know. Thousands and thousands oh, of dollars. Yeah. Fuck. Oh yeah. I, my wife got new tennies for work, and uh, it was like 130 bucks or something. I'm like, what uh, the hell? She goes, these are good tennies. I'm like, okay. She still have them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, then I had to think back to Ike's comment. No, this was before Ike's comment, but when Ike made the comment of, like, I'm in my shoes all day, I'm going to spend money on stuff. That, well, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Less hard on this. So. Yeah, yeah, so, like, okay, so here you go. eBay, LA All-Star, Nike, Dunk Low, SBSZ, 10.5. QW559er. Uh, <laughs> $100,000. What the fuck? Pair of shoes. $100,000. So what makes a shoe valuable? I think rarity. I think rarity makes them valuable. So like, did, like so supply and demand, you can't find them. So if you like, there's only a couple pairs that exist. Like it's kind of like the the '86 Jordan uh, yeah. basketball rookie card. One sold like on eBay. I was gonna say not so eBay, but an auction for like four million dollars. Yeah. Is there a is there a subset of shoes or sneakers that are basically equivalent to the trading vintage trading card game, where they purposely make them rare and then people just lose their fucking shit over them? Yeah, absolutely. Like there's a um, Nike made a limited uh, release of those shoes from Back to the Future, those automatic mm, yeah, lace up yeah. shoes, oh. and it's like those motherfuckers are super fucking rare. Well, those so would be cool as shit. There's a, there's actually a, a show um, that this guy who's like a sneakerhead, he goes to different places and buys and sells sneakers, and like there was this like this old guy who had a pair of sneakers from his kid, and his kid owned them, and his kid died, and he took them into this shoe store, and he's like he's talking to this lady behind the counter and she's looking at him and her fucking eyes are like huge. <laughs> and she's like, do you even know what you have? Mm. Like first they had to check to see if they're authentic and they were the real deal. And he's just like, I know they're special. He's like, but I, that's it. And this, and this girl was just like, you need to fucking insure those things. You know? Wow. Yeah. Sure that's how special huh? they are. That's yeah. how special they are. That's yeah. antiques road show right there. It, it <laughs> is. It is. Well, we, uh, we've gotten this thing in our culture with, with stuff like that now, like anything like special, all of a sudden antique? it's well, well, um, antiques, like when antiques road show American pickers, Yep. when that shit started getting busy, I remember going downtown Baraboo farmer's market. There's some some dude with a piece of fucking metal from a weather vane on a bar, yeah, and it's like 175 dollars. It's like what the what? fuck? Yeah, man, you pulled that out of an old farmer's ditch. <laughs> I feel so bad. You see it on Facebook all the time. People are posting shit on for sale, like garage sale or have these antiques, and it's like hundred dollars for this. I'm like, bro, you've got a fucking bucket. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good luck selling it. You're going down the wrong rabbit hole, man, because people don't want your junk. Well, yeah. Some people do. There are yeah, people some, that do, though. What See, is that, that's what the is thing. That saying? One man's junk. One man's trash is another yeah. man's treasure. Yeah. 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 It's true. And I think the people that want it are the people that have a lot of money and they want to have this artifact in their house. Like they want to have something they can talk about. Yes. Like, or like those old, old, like gas station signs and old beer signs and stuff like that. When you go out to, the Badger Steam and Gas Show, they'll have like an old Coke sign for like three grand. What? Yeah. And it's like people buy that shit because it's rare and 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 it's there's there's something to it where it's sought after. Yeah. You know, remember Beanie Babies? Yeah. yeah. I got a fucking tote of Beanie Babies in my Do you house. Still? Yeah. It's like, what are those things? Are they still worth anything? No, I doubt it. They used to be. People were fucking yeah. losing their mind yeah. for those things. Sam, they're, mostly they're Sam's, and some of them are still in like fucking plastic 
Oh my god. Yeah, boxes. cellophane. Yeah. yeah. It's it's Hold we the do value. that. We do that with shit. Yeah. We do it with with well, trading it, cards and beanie babies and anything that can like to each their own. Well, sure. If it's it, your thing, your thing. And I I need to preface this because I got I got talked to. I, oh, I got talked to. Oh boy. If it's your jam, it's your jam. Yep. So I got talked to based on the panfish mounting thing. Oh, yeah. And I just want to say, like, it was just personally not my jam. If it's mm. your jam, go for it. I got no hardships towards that. You mean mounting a panfish? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ultimately everybody's got to have their if own it, thing. Yeah, you if know? it makes you happy. Yeah. If what makes you happy is a mounted panfish or a fucking jug from 1926 that you yeah, paid $100 somewhere. for, go for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not here to judge you on it. It's just not my jam. Right. right. It's like uh, peop- some people collect like fucking salt and pepper shakers. Yeah. People collect pictures of roosters. It's like, it's a thing. People yep. just collect shit. Now, and my aunt collects M&M dispensers. Would, oh, would yeah. you consider that like a materialistic kind of thing then? As far as like collecting it? I think that's like a hobby. It's, yeah, a, it's hobby? Like a hobby. It's oh, like okay. you're, you're into it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a hobby. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it just depends. Like the salt and pepper, like th- those physical things, that's a hobby. Yeah. I, I just think that's a lot of stuff just to have. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, in my opinion. I mean, like I have shot glasses, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's a hobby. I, I guess, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some people collect fucking tools. Some people yeah. have like a, yeah, a thousand old, tools. old yeah. tools, you know, and it's like, and, and some people collect fishing lures. And um, I saw this house on, on uh, Zillow. One of the pictures was this guy's fucking basement bar room. And there must have been like, I don't know, maybe a thousand NASCAR replica cars, mm-hmm. and they're all over the walls mm-hmm. in perfect cases, and they have huge glass mirrored cases yeah. built just for these cars. Wow. Yeah, well, fuck, my dad has beer cans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, people like beer to collect cans and stuff. Beer cans and beer cans. But so there's something about though collecting beer cans. Like if 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 your dad came across a rare 1937 Effinger Brewery mint condition beer can, would he drop three grand on it? You know, it's like, I don't know. He I just, don't know. He's got a lot of beer cans. He's got a lot. And I just remember as a kid, like our basement steps going down, like he built like extensions onto the the upstairs steps yeah. essentially. So when you're walking down, it's like a shelf the whole way down. And they just lined that. And he had one row designated to the nudie girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so there's just one row of the nudie girl beer cans. And that was the best row. It's <laughs> the best row. <laughs> That's so weird because I can't see your dad doing that for some reason. Which was playing them? The, no, that having the nudie uh, beer cans. I don't think they're like. I think they're. I I just don't. Like I don't see girls? your dad like that. No, though. they're I not mean, pinups. Oh, yeah. They're like just covering with their hands or something. Oh, okay. Like there's not like oh. like you know they're still bikini esque. Oh, they're not okay. Like, yeah. Okay. They're not full on. This so. is always like that uncle. You go to his fucking garage and in there he's got all the pinups everywhere. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's always. Have you ever been into, I'm going to call him out, Jeremy's Garage? Not recently. Have you ever been in there? Yeah. Have you looked at the fucking walls? The shop or the garage? Or the shop. The shop. The shop. shop. Oh, yeah. 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 With all the. Like, there's got, I don't know, as a woman, I've. Feel kind of degraded. I would, I don't know how my sister does it. So my other sister, her husband has a shop. Yeah. And just covered in the walls are full nudes. Oh really? Like the old calendar stuff? Yeah, oh, like yeah. like Playboy centerfold shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just covered, and they're all over the place. Like you can't walk 
and turn your head without, without seeing them. Without seeing it. Well, could you imagine like if she had her own place and it was a bunch of dudes right? with their dicks hanging out all over the yeah, place? Yeah, like right? that's the equivalent of what yeah. it is. And it's just yeah. like, I don't know. I don't get I that. I am kind of surprised that Leah is cool with it. Yeah, and right. Just don't go in the shop is probably what. Yeah, yeah I guess she doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't I don't really go in the shop. That'd be funny as shit, though. <laughs> like if she bought a whole bunch of old Playgirl magazines and like took one room and just covered just them wall to wall with all these dudes with their Here's junk the hanging out. Here's it's the equivalent. Like, Here you go. How do you feel? Do you like this room? I wonder what he would do. I don't know. <laughs> be so with the shit. beer can thing with my dad, so he and his brother, like that was their childhood thing. That's why he has them. Oh, they okay. both collected them. So my uncle has a collection as well. Same with those old Miller um, mirrors. Oh yeah. That was a big thing for a yeah, while. So yeah. he, so my dad, I can't remember if my dad has the fish or the wildlife. And then my uncle has the other ones. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I, I, I think, feel kind of left out. I don't, I don't collect anything. <laughs> well, you should start collecting yeah, stuff, man. Yeah. Well, so start collecting a, podcasts, Dylan. Yeah. See, there you go. There you go. But hey, gentlemen, uh, why don't we wrap this bad boy up? I think. Just so I don't forget, I'm going to name this the L word with Dylan Handel. Oh, the L word. I like <laughs> it. I like it a lot. I like that, man. That's Little fucking tattoo. awesome. Yeah, so. right on. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for making the trip. Yeah, dude. thank thanks you. For I, having we me always on. appreciate yeah. when one of our three listeners joins us to keep it interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I hope I can come back on again. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, we'll talk I? about that. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah we, Hopefully I pass. We, yeah, we got to see what the audience says about it. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll the see other the two views. people are like, eh. Who's this guy? This fucking guy? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great week, Mr. Ike. Bye-bye, everybody. Much love, as always, my friend. Love you guys. Catch you later. Peace. Peace.